Hi, everyone. We're back. We're better than ever. We're just like Whitney Houston, only we're alive. Um, so <laughs> we're back with season two of Booze and Broadway. I'm so excited. Uh, I Can you believe a second half? <laughs> we have a second. I two. can't. Um, I was telling Dylan the other day, I was like, I quit because it was becoming like something I had to do every week. And so I was like, I'm going to take Thanksgiving through New Year's off. And then we're going to yes. find out where we're at. And now I'm excited to do it again. And if you lose your, if it starts to feel like work, you don't want to do Correct. it. It's like, you are not, you are not profiting. Yes. Oh, speaking of profit, I am now a professionally paid podcaster now. Oh, just kidding. You are profiting <laughs> off this. That is very new. That's like three days ago new. Um, mm. Yes, you probably just heard an ad about Anchor. So, yes. Um, so, welcome back. Like, follow, and subscribe on Booze and Broadway. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Um, we're just really excited to be back. Uh, and then we're still doing the This Round's On You uh, donation through our Venmo. You can find that in our link tree through our Instagram. Robin Chin just donated to us. Uh, we love Robin <laughs> She's Chin. so great. She, no, I'm talking like 30 minutes ago, donated to us. Because, well, I'm talking into the woods casting callbacks, and she's going to get called back for a lot of roles. I can't wait. In this show. So on that point, we have a new host. We have a new host for starting season two with a new co-host. Go ahead and slate. And introduce what show um, we're doing. Um, hello, um, I am co-host number 21, Bobby Hall, and today we will be talking about Into the Woods. Yay! Now let me tell you guys, Yay. this has been an episode that has been in discussion for literally months. We were... You can say I threatened you. You did, <laughs> but so did Karen, uh, and so did other people. They were like, Bobby Hall, Into the Good. Woods, and I was like, yes, I understand. I, I hear you. I hear you. I promise. But my big thing with the finale of season one was that people had to vote on co-hosts that had already done an episode. That's and I fair. knew that this... I, I am not mad at the... You know, we're not mad at the, the voters. Outcome. We just... Um, I'm going home. I just want... <laughs> I'm going, I'm going home. I just, this is what I did in college was get drunk and force people to listen to me talk about Into the Woods. And if you went to Niagara University. Karen Hardy. Education that makes a difference. <laughs> Karen Hardy. This is what I would do at parties. Like people would get like drunk. And instead of like doing coke with the cool kids upstairs in the attic, I was like, hey, don't you think Joanna Gleason really is? And like, people were like, oh, and I was like, don't you think the themes of Into the Woods of like, that, that's like what I would do, but with a Pinot Grigio bottle in my hand. That's a mood. I love it. Okay, so we're talking about Into the Woods. Uh, I'm going to take one more shot in the span of four minutes. Oh we're doing great. I, I'm not ready. To, I have not gotten drunk in a while. Well, I just chugged a beer, so... Uh, just kidding. We're drinking a themed drink. Click. Click. Y'all know I'm doing shots. Don't lie to yourselves, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm doing shots. Um, one, of my, one of my co-workers listens to the podcast. He just started listening to it a couple of weeks ago. And he came into work, and he was like, Nathan, I've only listened to the first couple. But there was an episode where you got really drunk really quickly, and I out loud said, Nathan, you have to calm down. <laughs> 
Oh, they know yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's nothing hidden. That makes me feel good. You have coworkers who care. Yeah. Oh, every time I threaten to kill myself, one of the coworkers goes, go, Nathan, stop. You're going to live forever. Um, so seek help and go to therapy. I go to therapy. Go to therapy. I go to therapy. Yes. I go to therapy. I am now medicated, too. It's Bobby Hall. 2020. 2020. 2021. Well, now we're in 2021. Yes. I'm still recovering from 2020. <laughs> Who isn't? So. Um, the economy. So, okay. <laughs> so, we're just going to go into it. Are you ready? We have y'all. We're doing Into the Woods, and we're doing the whole thing. We're not doing the junior production where they stop at the end of Act 1. We are... Which is not a show, by the That's way. That's illegal. You cannot... <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we have to go... Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Music and lyrics. By Stephen Sondheim. It's our first Sondheim show, too. Well, that's criminal. I know, but I wanted it to be Into the Woods, and I knew it was going to be you. It's a whole thing, Bobby. Yeah, okay. here we are. The, here we are. Here yes, we are. so. I'm just going to keep trying to chug these. The book is, oh my gosh, James Lappin. James Lapine. I knew. <laughs> James Lapine. I will edit that. Good. <laughs> yeah, go you should. So, the book is <laughs> by James that. Lapine. Yeah, this is not their first show together. They did multiple shows Correct. together. Correct. What other shows did they do before together? this? Um, I believe Company was a James Lapine. It could have been not. Uh, but Merrily We Roll Along was like uh, one, I think, that they worked. Now I'm like, now I'm pulling shit out of my ass. But I know that the summer they wrote the show, they were like, let's fucking do fairy tales. Was the text message. It wasn't a text message, but like literally, it was Stephen Sondheim message. It was James a letter Lapine. written like, by candlelight. I, there was wax in the seal. <laughs> yes, and he was like, "Listen, I just I have an idea, but it's stupid. How do I make this not stupid?" Was literally like what the message yeah. was, and then James Lapine was like, "Oh, let me just explore the heaviest themes we possibly could and put a bow on it so people will come." Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, disclaimer that I didn't put at the beginning of the show, we're going to get drunk and we're going to get things wrong. I already That did. is the point of this podcast. <laughs> One of the points of this podcast. One of them. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it debuted in San Diego at the Old Globe Theater in 1986. I knew that. Is that gross? No, it's not gross. That's why I chose you to do this episode. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. I'll let you... I, sh I need to stop interjecting because I'm going to do that Okay, later. so the Broadway you... premiere happened at the Martin Beck Theater on November 5th in 1987. It ran for 765 performances, and it closed on September 3rd in 1989. It had a moment... Yeah. Okay. I cannot imagine doing this show eight times a week. I, I'm going to talk about this later, but in the same vein of a West Side Story, where I think the show is perfect on paper, it's almost impossible to do correctly or well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if every person in Into the Woods isn't doing their job... <laughs> You're basically forcing an audience <laughs> for to sit there for three and a half hours watching something they don't care about. And that is just the life of like balancing on the needle that I like in theater. <laughs> it's like Hamlet. If you went and saw Hamlet, it's either going to be amazing or you're going to be like, wow, this is four and a half hours of this guy really thinking. Yeah. And you're like, that he, he's having the moment. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's having the moment. While you do facts, I'm going to get more of these because I realize I'm going to need to chuck them. Okay. So we're going to wait for Bobby to come back. Okay, I came back and then you were gone, so I went and got more. <laughs> I now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bon vives. <laughs> it premiered in the West End in 1990, and then it had a revival in 1998 and another revival in 2010. We love the West End. Mm. It had a Broadway revival in 2002 <laughs> mm-hmm. with Vanessa yes. Williams. That was correct. Yes. It is my go-to cast recording to listen to because it's so cleanly edited. Unlike this show. Uh, <laughs> Karina, Karina went and saw the Vanessa Williams Into the Woods. Like, that must be amazing to have known what Broadway was in 2002 because I sure as it wasn't me. state New York. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know until college. Can you imagine? I thought Little Shop of Horrors was like a murder <laughs> show where you watched people get murdered. I remember the first time I went to New York City, we went to a New York Yankees game and outside our hotel window had the Little Shop of Horrors playing. Uh-huh. And I was like, who would go to that? Plot twist, me. I would. <laughs> Okay, so, Tony Awards. I'm going to take a shot. You should, because their 2002 medley is one of the worst Tony Awards performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, I haven't watched it. No, wait, Wait, yes, I have. Don't. It's like a medley, and, like, it's such a clusterfuck. I don't know why Tony, Tony Award performances in general shouldn't do medleys, because they could just do a song. And I get why they they want to show, like, as many actors as possible, but, like... Yes. Think about I got you. Think about yourself. Okay. Yeah. Tony Award wins in 1988. We're only talking wins right now. Wins. Best score. Best book. And we're going to set Bobby Hall off. Best leading actress, Joanna Gleason. <laughs> she is truly my patron. Yes, absolutely. Like, I love her. I love so her. So they did get nominated for like 58 other things. They got nominated mm-hmm. but did not win for musical direction, featured actor, choreography, scenic design, costume, and lighting design. Mm. Okay. So it was a wicked moment where they won best score and best book, but not best musical. Wait. Because Wicked lost to Avenue Q. Do you remember? Avenue yeah. Q. I got you. Um, so mm-hmm. nominate. Oh, sorry. The 2002 revival Tony wins. It won best revival. It finally got its like best musical moment yeah. through a revival. Mm-hmm. Um, best lighting design for Brian McDevitt. McDevitt. Bless you. Okay. Um, it was nominated for a whole lot of other things, but me and Bobby Hall don't have the time. Uh <laughs> Truly, what it is known for, do you know this? Go for it. Do you know this? It destroyed Laura Benanti's spine. Yes. Because they had her make believe fall down the stairs and it fractured, like, it, like, Im- what's it called? Not when you pull impacted. it, but when they push, it impacted her spine. So she started calling out and missing performances. Yeah. And then she got, um, what show? Our favorite wedding singer <laughs> after. And she was like, I'm not supposed to be here, but it's the easiest musical theater role of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it was Julie, Julia and the wedding singer. Um, but then she had to start missing those and she was, uh, bound by contract to do a non-disclosure agreement where she couldn't explain that she's missing shows 
because of what they had her spine. do. Yeah. And so, so many people were like, this is such a lazy performer. It like really wrecked her career for a hot man until the gypsy revival, which obviously then soared her back to the queen. Yeah. Know. And now she has vanilla ice cream. So she's fine. She's fine. Um, so, um, she has pepper. It's me again. Why aren't you picking up the phone? Because she's our favorite non-white who sings that song. Me. Me. I'm the second yeah. favorite non-white yeah. who sings that song. I know. Oh, this just smells good. Oh. Um, mm. So, okay. Very briefly, Bobby Hall is going to disassociate. Uh, there was a Rob Marshall-directed movie starring Meryl Streep, Chris Pine, Anna Kendrick, and Emily Blunt. We don't really talk about it because it doesn't really have to do with uh, the show we're talking about. Um, it features a... It could have been... It could have been good. It's Rob Marshall. He's still chasing the Chicago high. Yeah. He did nine. It was a failure. And he was like, Into the Woods, which I believe was a box office success in general. Though anyone who saw the show was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, this isn't Into the Woods. I... I liked Emily Blunt as the baker's wife. I did not think she was offensive, is how okay. I put it. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and I didn't mention one person on purpose. So, we can... He knows what he think. did. And then he went and did prom. So, and cats. We let... Y'all, the Bro Booze and Broadway community, we let cat ha cats happen. The movie. Cats Cats was one of the best theatrical experiences I've ever experienced in my life. Like, in the movie theater... I was maybe under the influence of some illegal partitions. And uh, during Magical Mr. Mistopheles, I was laughing so hard I started crying. <laughs> and, like, I knew that everyone in the theater was, like, looking at me. Like, I, I could feel that they were like, this, this ignorant fuck. And I wanted to be like, I have a birthday and this is shit. But I didn't. I instead just watched the train wreck that is cats. And then later watched it again. I fucked with it. Yeah. It was so bad. Yes. But James Corden should not be mentioned. Correct. <laughs> we'll mention him for like the person who has to Google this. Yes. So like for you. Okay. It's James Corden. He because this is season two, because we're adding new things, because we have new co-hosts, we're doing Sondheim, and because Bobby Hall was going to drive to Tennessee and kill me if I didn't put this in, we are now adding a new section, probably for just this episode, about themes. So, very... It's just important for this show. If you don't include them, it, it, it it's like... You are right. It's like... It's Romeo and Juliet for musicals. Do you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, is it love versus lust? Like, so we're going to talk about a couple of things. Yes. I just want this to be in the forefront of our listeners' minds as we discuss the plot. Very briefly, um, very briefly, I'm going to cover some vague things, and then I'm going to turn it over to you to, like, actually get okay, into it. Okay, you go. So, go. the themes in this show are growing up, parents and their children, accepting your responsibility as an adult, morality, w wishes, making wishes, and those consequences that come with getting the wish that you wished for. And so, very quickly, the, the witch in this story is very interesting because we see her as the villain, but Sondheim put her in there as the... Um, like the, the metaphor of moral ambivalence. So she's like unpleasant to look at, but she's honest. Um, and at the end of her song and the last midnight, which we will of course get to, she goes, I'm not good. I'm not nice. I'm just right. 
And that's what it comes down to. The one of the best lyrics that got changed in the revival for absolutely no reason. So now, as it's written down in my script and I sent Bobby Hall a picture of earlier, it says, set Bobby Hall loose. So please talk about themes, Bobby Hall. Um, the themes I like to immediately think of are people who are proactive versus people who are reactive. Okay. Um, uh, and how that benefits or becomes detrimental to them. Um, I specifically think of Jack's mom because I think she is so fascinating and interesting as a character. She has haunted high school girls for years after they've been cast as Jack's mom. I have no idea how someone who's cast as Jack's mom in high school recovers from <laughs> the description of, well, she is not quite beautiful. Um She's proactive, trying to save Jack, and therefore the steward kills her. Like, she's one of the only proactive um, characters versus reactive. Um, expectations versus reality, which kind of goes towards your wish. Mm -hmm. um, uh, idea is, like, what are you expecting? And how much people's expectations cause a hunger for them. I think that's really fascinating. Um, the witch was uh, based on Stephen Sondheim's mother. Yes who is believed to not be mentally well. Um, but one, when his parents got divorced, his father wanted nothing to do with him. So he like by default went to this crazy woman who then sent him away because she was like a fame uh, hungry woman who sent him to Oscar Hammerstein, which is why he ended up writing musicals. But his mother um, is the heavily is heavily influencing the witch, which is why she is so has a lot of layers. It's because she is the embodiment of what it means to parent, which is something you mentioned. But like the idea of being a parent, and uh, specifically in her case, I mean, she took a child that was not her own, and like, this is me kind of diving into it too much already. But like it. She says, like, he was robbing me, raping me. So it's like, is Rapunzel meant to be a product of rape? And, like, what does that mean? Like, can you love a child that reminds you of your worst moment in your life? And, like, it's a lot for an intro rap in the openings. So. Right. <laughs> so, like, I don't even think, like, I believe in Sondheim as my god. I don't believe he meant to open all these questions. Right. But I have. Them. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because things that people associate with his, with this show versus like what he meant for the show to mean, people took the giant as a metaphor for the AIDS pandemic. And, um, they yeah. were like, oh, it was about all these people who had nothing in common coming together to fight this big monster. And he was like, that's not what I meant, but absolutely take it that way if you want to. Well, that's isn't that Sondheim and everything? He's like, I know I'm stupid smart. How do I, like, how do I, like, if someone can interpret it in a way, I'm sure I meant it, it can be seen that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's someone who's so, like, nah, yeah, nah. like, if you can take that, good for you. Absolutely. Um, uh, there was some... This is me not getting it right. But there was some person who wrote a dissertation on Into the Woods about how the narrator getting murdered is like... And in, oh my God, I'm like literally burping so much. I'm so drunk already. <laughs> um, um, is like 
Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine specifically saying, like, fuck you to constant, like, the idea of, like, what a structured musical needs to be. Yeah. And, like, something that we talked about a lot in our college production of Into the Woods, which was terrible at the time, um, was how Into the Woods was, like, the first crossover, like, for fairy tales. Like, it was pre-Shrek. Yeah. And I feel like we we are very much like a, we knew Shrek growing up. So, like, the idea of, like, crossover fairy tales isn't um, interesting or new. But at the time, people were like, fuck It's yeah. like, why did Cinderella know Little Red? It's amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so just think about like proactive, what it means to be a parent and like expectation versus reality. I think expectation versus reality is, is the, is the through line well, for the show. Well, and that actually comes into the, yes, absolutely. So yes. Okay. Mm. So quick story before we do one, uh, one thing that y'all were used to. So I told Karina I was going to tell the story and she told me it was totally fine. So, her and her family, like, we'll go and watch movies together. We'll go watch theater together. And they went and watched Les Mis together in the theaters. And her dad, it, like, watches theater. It's not like, let's go watch theater. But we'll go with the family and watch theater and stuff. And so Cute. after Les Mis was over, he was like, all they did was sing. There was no talking. All they did is sing. Like, I, I, he did not enjoy it. And so he was like, I will never go watch another musical movie with anybody ever again. Okay, so Into the Woods came out, and they were like, please go watch it with us. Please go watch it with us. And he was like, no, I don't want to. And she's like, Dad, I promise they talk. I promise there are scenes in it. Forgetting that the first song is like... Is 12 and a half minutes of singing. 12 and a half minutes of singing. So he like looks at her after it was over, and she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the most successful part of the movie, easily. Is the intro. Well, maybe It Takes Two. Is the intro and It Takes Two. I think James Corden and Emily Blunt's chemistry is honestly very nice. And it is staged yeah. well. Uh, um, versus Little Red falling literally down a circus tent in the movie. We don't talk about it. Okay. Um, so, hey. <laughs> we, have to st- we have to go through this very quickly because I didn't realize half of New York was in this show. Um, so- <laughs> well, it's a cast of a billion and seven. <laughs> yeah. So, also, you said you did a production in college. Who were you? Um, okay, so now how in college when one person... I think this was our senior show, and I was like, I want to be Jack. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had, like, yes, declared amongst the room... Um, because I didn't, oh, I was a junior. And, and so I didn't want to be the baker. I just still don't want to be the baker. Um, and I, I was like, I want to be Jack. I think his idea of discovery, and you know, I can talk about that later, um, is appealing. The role was appealing to me. And so I obviously, when I walked around, I was like, I'm going to be this, right? And so everyone knew, like, oh, Bobby's going to be Jack. The director was like the steward. The director pulled me aside and told me, um, I can't appreciate the work you do on stage because you have a boyfriend currently. And I grew up during the AIDS epidemic, so I could never have a boyfriend. So I will never be able to appreciate the work you do on stage. Someone said that to their student. Can you imagine being a teacher and saying that to your student? Just like, okay, side part. So I then went to the director and was like, okay, obviously I'm not going to get cast. Instead of being cast as the steward, can I please be the assistant director and the assistant choreographer? And can we make this like a work study thing so it doesn't feel like I'm your slave? Yeah. Um, and he was like, honestly, if it doesn't work out for you, yes. And I said, that works for me. And so I ended up assistant directing it. Okay. And assistant choreographer. And who was Karen? So I got, Karen was not in it, which is 
But I will say, Karen is supposed to play the baker's Absolutely. wife, right? She, uh, the girl who played our baker's wife, who is Alyssa Sumerano, who worked off Broadway for a hot man, um, who has completely given up in theater. She said she's lost her passion for it. She has no idea how she ever loved it. She was great. Okay. She was. Uh, she was, she was great. She deserved the role. I don't know if Karen even got a callback, to be honest, but I had no control over the callbacks because I was at yeah, them right. trying to be Jack. Um, but, uh, Karen would be an incredible Baker's Absolutely. wife. Absolutely. If I say you, if I say to you at some point, I could see you play the Baker's wife, I'm trying to tell you, I think you are the most capable actress I've ever Absolutely. met. Absolutely. Like, do you mean? Like, I'm trying to tell you. Good <laughs> I'm things. trying to connect with you on a personal level. Um, yeah, I'm like, this is, this is a compliment. From yes. Me. There is no higher. Um, okay. So the cast, we're going to get into the cast. I'm going to take a shot first. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like ahead of me. I'm trying to keep so, up. No, 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 you're fine. Um, so the witch, Bernadette fucking Peters. Um, you can't go wrong. Um, okay, the baker, Chip Zine. Zine? Zine. Zine. Okay, Chip Zine. The baker's wife, Joanna Gleason. Joanna Gleason. Joanna Gleason. <laughs> the narrator slash mysterious man, Tom Aldridge. Incredible. The wolf slash Cinderella's prince, Robert Westenberg. Hey, go Correct. Westenberg. Okay, so. <laughs> Tell me what's that sound. Yeah. Did you want the bass one part? There you go. <laughs> Cinderella is played by Kim Crosby. Quick story. I went and saw Kathy Rigby in Peter Pan. You know, the crazy mm. woman who plays. The, yes. the Kathy the Rigby. The Kathy Rigby. And I was like, I know that woman who's playing Wendy's mom. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was Kim Crosby. I think Kim Crosby is an underrated gem. I know I'm obsessed with this show. I don't listen to Sopranos. I'm like a full Barrett Wilbert weed, like how can we blow out our voices by 26? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, type, of, type of guy. That's my kind of show. Um, King Crosby, she, there's something there that I am buying from Kim Crosby that is also in Laura Benanti where I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I believe this. <laughs> Uh, a lot of Sopranos give you that Joanna Deadeye. Yeah. You know, Joanna from Sweeney Todd Deadeyes yeah. with like, Green Finch and Green. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Little Red is played by Danielle Ferland. Furland, sorry. Who, who later grew up and played um, the baker. That's why, did you know that? I did not, but that's actually really, really cute. In a regional production, and that's like what the promo for the show was. And they stole... It's not... It wasn't a good production. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Jack is played by Ben Wright. Jack's mom is Barbara Byrne. Brian? Byrne. I think, I believe Byrne. Okay, sure. B-Y-R-N, yeah. right? Yeah, I think Byrne. Okay. Bren? Bren. Barbara Bren. Sorry oh. about that. Barbara Bren. We got there. Queen of comedy. That bitch gets hit in the head and freezes. <laughs> Queen. You know that was her idea. It was. She's like, I'm just going to try something. And they kept telling her no. And they're like, fuck it, keep it. Like, she's not going to listen. We're in previews at this point. <laughs> yeah. At this point, the Barbara. The show was frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was too. <laughs> uh, Rapunzel. That's before they. Yeah, no, sorry. go ahead. No, just go. It's a, I was saying that's before they, they, in the revival, when they changed the keys for everyone, they were like, Jack's mom, we don't have Sopranos the way we used to. And now she's like, I wish my son were not a fool in the revival. 
But and that's like, I wish the house was full of milk. And it's like so high, and you're like, I don't, I don't see this for this woman. But okay. <laughs> like, when in Jack's mom is the soprano? Like, in what world? Okay. She's a ten or two. Okay. You know, in like. You know, in like second midnight, when they're all splitting into different voice parts, she's like, I can just sing with the men. It's easier. And they're like, they're like, into the woods to sell the cow. And she's like, to sell the cow, to find the future. I can't. Okay. So Rapunzel is played by Pamela Winslow. Rapunzel's prince is Chuck Wagner. Uh, Great. Um. Sorry, uh, Little Red's grandmother, Cinderella's mom, and the giant giant is uh, Merle Lewis. Oh my gosh, Bobby, I can't. The steward is played by Philip Hoffman. Not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Philip Hoffman. Um, Philip Hoffman. Yes. Took it, took it before him. Yes. Uh, Florinda is played by Kay McClelland. Cute. Lucinda is played by Lauren yeah, Mitchell. She- the stepmother is played by Joy Franz. Cinderella's dad. I wrote Cindy's dad. That's such a Disney thing to say. Cindy's dad. That's also, yeah, when you're giving notes at the end of the night of an Into the Woods production, you're like, Cindy? And it's like, yeah. I get it. It's Into the Woods. Um, So, uh, Cindy's dad. Puns? (laughs) Punsy? Cinderella's dad is played by Edmund Ledeck. Lindeck. Sorry. Uh, Snow White is played by Gene Kelly. And uh, not that one, though. And then uh, yeah. Sleeping Beauty is played by Maureen Davis. Okay. Can I talk about one yes, thing it. about this cast? Do you know who replaced Rapunzel? No. Marin Mazzy? <gasps> Mazzy? Yeah. Why did I say Mazzy? Um, in my head, I was like, of Carrie, the revival. No, that's where my brain is. Ex- that's not what she's known for. Ragtime. But, we can um, never go back to before. Sh- but we could never go back to before she's dead. Um, I really was sad when she died because she's incredible. Yeah. Um, but she, there was a video shared and I was like, oh my God, it said like Mary Mazzy and Into the Woods. And I was like, she was the witch. And then I was like, oh, she wasn't 40 her entire life. And then it was, she, it was stay with me, but she was just like crawling on the ground. And I was like, I was like, that's Mary <laughs> This is the shit that I know. Like, isn't that gross that I'm like, Mary Mazzy was a Rapunzel at once. <laughs> That's not healthy. Um, this is my but that was the original Broadway cast. Oh, God. I'm such a mess when it comes to this show because it's like, like, when people are like, what's your comfort film? I'm like, Gone Girl. I'm like, you know, like Midsommar. all these fucked up things. I'm like, oh, I love him. I, just, I like falling asleep to Midsommar. And I'm like, I love Hereditary. Um, you know, I love listening to Into the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> Song off your throat with a fucking piano wire. And then I'm like, oh, do you know how I like to hurt myself? I like to watch Into the Woods and remember that men aren't lovable. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> like, I've already planned when I'm going to start screaming about men. Um, okay. No. So my question that I ask every co-host Mm-hmm. Who would you be in the show? If it did not matter, if there were no rules and it did not matter, who would you be in the show? Okay, so this is not what you asked, but I'm immediately going to answer it with a different answer. Okay. Um, so Dream World. Yeah. I want to direct this show. Oh, okay. Dream World, I want to direct it. I want to direct the show because I initially, Stephen Sondheim tried to write a show about mental illness and he tried to give archetypes like Winnie the Pooh style two different characters. Um, 
in that, I want it, I want, in classic off-Broadway bullshit, Bobby, um, I want to do a production where it is in, like, an insane asylum, okay. technically. Like, and so the narrator is a therapist trying to do group oh, therapy. Oh, cute. So it's almost like a role within a role, and the nurses are princes because the idea of royalty is like a step above in hierarchy. So I really want to uh, do a production of the show. I want, obviously, like all other people in the world, I, there's two types of people in this world. People who want to be the witch and people who want to be the baker's wife. I want to be the baker's wife. If I saw myself in a production of the baker's wife, if I was in the audience and I had to look at a guy play baker's wife, I'd be pissed. Yeah. But I want to be it. Yes. At the same time. Does it's there's people who want to be the witch and there's people who want to be the baker's wife. Okay, and funny that you say that because I want to be both. And congratulations, you're the swing. Congratulations. <laughs> I there's I have yet to get to witch level where I feel um the oomph that is required just, for the. Witch. I just feel emotionally in my life. I'm Baker's wife, but like me being on stage and people knowing me, I'm witch. You have an ability to captivate. Um, I would love to see you as one of the princes. I know that's not not like, Jack type. No, no, because people would think Jack, right? But you have such an ability to project um an essence, and that is how the princes separate themselves, right? Like, if you have Jack, whose main concern is a cow, mm -hmm. and you have a prince who is ruling a fucking kingdom and having illicit affairs, like, you... There's, like, a air to it, and, like, once you establish that rules don't matter in your production of Into the Woods, like... I'm not calling you not conventionally attractive, but if you're not like a six foot four built man and we're like, no, these people are hot because they're hot. Yeah, I'm vegan. You so. have the, you have the, <laughs> proud of you. you have the attitude to, you have the ability and stage presence to present yourself as a really interesting prince in my opinion. Okay. Rapunzel's prince. I'll give myself Rapunzel's prince. Well, in my production, Rapunzel's prince is a milky white. Okay. And moving on from that. So. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Because I want There's not that many talented people out there. Oof, sorry. girl. Oof, girl. Okay. Do you mean? I'm going to take one more shot. And, you know what? You say as I'm waterfalling, I'm like... Oh. As much as we've talked and as much as we've already gotten into, it's only been 37 minutes. And... It's a three and a half hour long show. Three, if you cut, which I, which Sondheim does approve. Of, yeah. Um, and Sondheim does agree with changing keys to showcase actors, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Because everyone's like, oh, he's so musical. Like, he put in this key for a reason. It's like, he also put in that key because that's where it makes sense for him. But, like, if you need to take it down or you need to take it up, do Go it. Go for it. And I think that's amazing that he's, like, vocal about that. Okay. So... Oh shit, I'm so sweaty. Okay. okay, so this is like 30, 30. Okay. Because we're gonna get into the plot. Now it's happening. Bobby Hall's about to lose his mind, y'all. So no. I'm not even that as drunk as I thought I'd be. I have not drank this fast since college. No one's asking I... you to drink this fast. 
Okay, but I had an alcoholic boyfriend, so all I wanted in life was to never drink again. But the concept of the podcast is you get drunk. You don't have to drink if you don't want to. Okay, it's not called Water and Broadway for a reason. Okay, I, I'm i not, I am out of my house because my roommate has COVID, so I am next to the bed that I will be sleeping in. Fear not. I also have water next to me in case, you know, Act 2 gets a little sloppy. And it will. Okay. Much like a, any community theater production you've ever seen of Into the Woods, it's going to get sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we are in, let's see, where are we? We are in, Bobby, I know you know the name of this theater off the top of your head. The Martin Beck Theater. Yes. Okay. We're sitting in the seats. I, We're the original Broadway yes, cast. Yes, we are exclusively <laughs> talking about the original Broadway cast recording. That's what... Because changes changes got made, and I sometimes changes... I'm, you know, I'm all about reinventing this. We, we messed a You can a lot reinvent yourself. Please don't reinvent your Broadway show. But <laughs> do add... Um, what's it called? Children are a blessing. What's that song called? Um, <laughs> um, the added song for The Witch and Rapunzel. Oh, okay, cute. Um, um, Our Little World. Yes. That needs to be in the show. That should be in the show. It show, It adds so much character depth in two minutes. It's like, yes. why is this not in the show? Okay, so we're in the Martin Beck Theater. I like a good balcony, mm. a mezzanine seat. I like a good mezzanine seat. Oh, love a good mezzanine. I don't want them to look at me. Right. I, I'm not here. You're here. I'm like three three rows back in the mezzanine in the middle. Oh no, I'm I'm in the front because I'm tall enough that I can look over the lights. Oh no, see, I'm I'm scared of the the like the heights. Falling. Yeah. So I okay. can't do that. Me okay, and Bobby are sitting together, clearly. We'd be asked to like, we're, we're yeah, taking notes. <laughs> we're sitting with we're we're like doing what the directors do with like the, we, the sketch. Me pads and Bobby and Hall are over. the people who you'll hear it'll go once upon a time and you hear a pin click. Like we're instantly taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> No. My favorite moment of when I've literally stopped a professional production of a show is I saw, I won the lottery to Book of Mormon in the West End. Gavin Creel has a restraining order on me because I saw it five more times. Um, and he comes out and he rings the doorbell and goes, ding, ding. And I literally went, oh my God, it's Gavin Creel. And he stopped, looked at me, direct eye contact, and then was like, hello, my name is Elder Pre-. And I was like, I... And then he tried to have sex with me. I told him no. And then that boyfriend that I said no because I didn't want to cheat on, cheated on me. He did not actually try and to I have sex with you. I, there is no one that you know that I was with who you could confirm with, but I will send you their Facebook profile so you can send them a Facebook message and say, did Gavin Creel try to have sex with Bobby Hall? And they'll say yes when we were in love. <laughs> also, who are you? <laughs> Okay. Also, <laughs> me and Bobby Hall did not get the same ticket. We did not order tickets on the same day. It was one of those things where we ran into the theater and saw that each other were seeing the show on the same day. We're in the Martin Beck Theater. We're sitting mm. in our seats. The lights go out. We're in the stumble through. I'm taking one more shot. I, and I'm starting. Once upon, Once a, upon time. a time. You do not, first of all, first of all, first of all, what we're not going to do is start the show in my podcast. Okay, well, I already did. Once upon a time. <laughs> in a far off kingdom, there lay a small village at the end of the woods. My favorite thing that happens in this whole show, Cinderella. I wish. 
at the end of the show. At the end of the show. At the, this is literally my favorite part of the show. At the end of the show, when everything has happened, she comes out and she goes, I wish. <gasps> Ma'am. Yeah, because she hasn't learned her lesson. Well. That's the point. <laughs> the point is Cinderella doesn't know how to live in a happy environment because she is a victim of trauma. Oh, girl, go to therapy. And do you, right, but she doesn't. So she doesn't know how to she doesn't know how to live. Yes. It's such a good show. So we're split between three separate locations right now. We see Cinderella, we see Jack and his mom, and we see the Baker's family. The Baker and the Baker's wife. Yeah. Okay. So Cinderella goes, I wish more than anything, more than life. Huh? Uh, huh? Hello, ma'am? What is happening? Why are you looking like this? Okay. I wish to go to the festival. She wants to go to the festival, okay? That's what she wants. Okay. It's so... Don't have... No, I I Okay, so Jack (laughs) Jack says, I wish more than anything... What does Jack wish? Jack wishes for milk from his cow. That's what he wants because because he wants to be able to keep his friend. Yeah, he doesn't want his friend to get murdered for me. (laughs) So the baker and his wife, they go, I wish more than anything, more than life, more than riches. I wish I had a child. Well, a child. Yes. Okay. There's an echo because there's two of them. Right. So... All these people are, they are, they are very clearly down on their luck people wishing for more in their life. Okay. So, the narrator, there's a narrator. He's the one who says once upon a time. He's the one introducing all this. He goes, listen, Cinderella's mom died. So she has to live with her step family and her father. Her father's like, not really there all the time. And her stepmother comes, this is my favorite. She goes, you, Cinderella, you want to go to the festival? The festival? The festival? The King's, the King's Festival? festival. <laughs> We'd be incredible stepsisters. Absolutely, we would. Um, so they're like, listen, you could never, you could never, your nails, your dress, people would laugh at you. And she goes, nevertheless, I still want to go to the festival and dance before the prince. And dance before the prince. Ha, 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 ha. And he said, while all these three ladies were beautiful of face, they were vile and black of heart. Girl. But um, Okay, cut back to Jack. Jack's mother comes out and she's like, I wish my son was not a fool. I wish my house was not a mess. I wish the cow was full of milk. I wish the walls were full of gold. I wish a lot of things. She- Interesting to point out, everyone has very specific wishes. Jack's mom has a lot. She's an ambitious woman. She is. So he goes, she goes, what are you doing? Why, why is the cow inside? And he's like, I just thought that he was inside. He would feel more comfortable and he would produce milk. And she goes, first of all, it's a she. How many times do I have to tell you that? You just, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Okay. Then we see the most annoying character on stage, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> No, I disagree. I don't know who is, but I disagree right now. The narrator says, and then there was a hungry little girl who always wore a red cape. And she goes into the baker's house, the bakery. No fakery. Um, She goes, I wish it's not for me. It's for my granny in the woods. A loaf of bread, please, to bring my poor old hungry granny in the woods. 
Just a loaf of bread, please. Okay. Cut back to... Let's talk about those vocal jumps, by the way. <laughs> I could... Just a loaf of bread, please. If anybody ever <laughs> wants to reach out to BJ Sawyers and ask him if I can ever do a patter song, and I'll tell you right now, the answer is no. And I could never do a Sondheim show. But all I want in life is to be in Into the Woods. <laughs> Okay, that's not at all where I thought that conversation was going. I want you to know, I explicitly, every time I get chosen, and by chosen, I mean, like, not enough guys auditioned for a cabaret, and I get put in it, I'm like, all right, fine, I'll show up, but I'm doing a pad or something. Okay, Lena wanted me to do Not Getting Married Today, and I was like, you don't know what you've done. (laughs) And then I showed up, and I said, I'm doing, I'm not getting married today. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. The, the stepmother, we cut back to Cinderella's house, and she goes, the stepmother says, I've emptied a pot of lentils into the ashes for lentils you. Lentils into the ashes for you. If you pick them out in two hours' time, you shall go to the ball with us. Okay. So, <laughs> and she just, like, throws them into the fire. So Cinderella goes, birds in the sky, birds in the eaves, and the leaves, and the fields, and the castles, and ponds. She calls on bird friends to come and help her. Quick little birds... Gone through the eaves and the leaves over fields. Okay, I can't do it. This is going to be a rough episode, everyone. But <gasps> Quick through the ashes. But simply the ashes into the pot. Yes. And then, like, we're in a different scene, so this is where we're having crossover. Yes. So Jack's mother's like, listen to me. Milky White has to go to the go to market, and you can't take any less than five pounds for him. Her. And Jack's like... <laughs> and she's like, we don't have time for this. Um... <laughs> So he's like, no more than five. And they're like, less. (laughs) Literally. So, okay, cut back to. Is it sad that I'm like, I'm not looking at anything? I'm like, here's the script. No, it's fine. This is this is literally what you're here for because there's gonna be a time where I just like cut to you and be like, please go. And what does he say? (laughs) And (laughs) I'm off book for the show. So then we get the actual, like, course of the show. Because we cut back to Little Red. She goes, into the woods, it's time to go. I hate to leave. I have to go into the woods. It's time. And so I must begin my journey into the woods and through the trees to where I am expected, ma'am. Into the woods to grandmother's house. Into the woods to grandmother's house. Are you certain of your way? The way is clear. The light is good. I have no fear, nor no one should. The woods are just trees. The trees are just woods. I sort of hate to ask it, but do you have a basket? This fat bitch is stealing all of their bread and not paying for, like, any of it. Okay. Queen? No. Queen This is not the moment. Okay, this is the moment because let's talk about how important Little Red is because we're thinking about being proactive versus reactive. Okay, go ahead. This bitch shows up and says, I'm expecting the world from you. I do not know you. I'm going to introduce the theme of this show and I'm going to take all your shit. And I'm not going to pay for it because I'm a little girl. What it must be like to be a pretty little blonde well, girl. But isn't that... What we're saying. Into the woods and down the dell, the path is straight. I know it well. Into the woods and who can tell what's waiting in the journey. Okay. Mm. So she's like, I'm going to grandmother's house. For all that I know, she's already dead. But into the woods, into the woods, into the woods, to grandmother's house and home before dark. Boom. 
That's my Okay, so we get back to Cinderella's house, and Cinderella has actually completed her task of picking the lentils out of the, the ashes. And she's like, can mm. I? Oh, no, no, no. She's get, helping the stepsisters get ready. The se- well, she just finished yes, yes, doing yes. her bird magic shit. And the stepsisters walk in like, hurry up and do my hair, Cinderella. Are you really wearing that to the other yes. ones? <laughs> Here I found a little tear, Cinderella. Can't you hide it? With you hat? look beautiful. <laughs> I know. She means me. No, she didn't. Put it in a twist. Who will be there? <laughs> and so <laughs> it's so fast. Cinderella is like doing her hair and she's like whipping it around a little too hard. And she's like, Mother said be good, father said be nice. That's all the other advice. So be nice, Cinderella. Good Cinderella. Nice, good, nice. Okay. Tighter. Yes. So cut to she pulls it a little too tight and the stepsister slaps her and she's like, You're a clod. Get the fuck out of here. Clawed. And then the other one's like, <laughs> yes. So, okay. Here's my favorite part of the whole show. We're back at the baker's the the baker's house. We hear a knock on mm. the door, and she goes, "Who might that be?" And he goes, "It's the witch from next door." Here's my favorite part. There's just a witch that lives next door, and we're okay with it. Well, if you lived in a provincial village. And you're a baker. You need to live in a place where has a stone oven, obviously. <laughs> and sometimes real estate, you can afford what you can afford because there's a witch next door because you live in a bad neighborhood. I guess. Okay, so she comes in. It's Bernadette Peters, okay? Yeah, like, y'all knew that. We talked about it, like, ten minutes but ago. It, but it's not because she has so much prosthetics <laughs> on that you're like, is that her? And then she says one word, and you're like, oh, that's her. Um, so he goes, we have no bread. She goes, I don't want your bread. She goes, And he goes, well, then what bread. is it that you wish? She goes, it's not what I wish. It is what she wishes. She goes, it's what you wish. Nothing cooked. Manipulation. Yes. The first element. The first element of, well, this is actually the second element of manipulation because we saw Cinderella's stepmother, mm-hmm. right? And Jack talked to his mom, but that really wasn't manipulation so much as like, can you just fucking do this yeah. for us, please? And then we have, mm, it's not what I wish. I'm not benefiting from this. Okay. What are you benefiting And she goes, from? I know that you can't get pregnant. And in three days time, a blue moon will appear. And only then can the curse be reversed. And he goes, what curse? And she goes, oh, the one I placed on this house. Oh, did I, oh, did I not did let you, you miss? know? Oh, you, your father didn't talk you to you as a child? <laughs> well, Bobby Hall. He didn't. But he didn't. Well, that's the point. Yes. So she goes, in the past, when you were no more than a babe, your father brought... Okay, your father and mother moved to this house. They were lovely people, but they were not nice neighbors. Because when your mother was pregnant, she had an appetite and she liked my garden. And she told your father that what she wanted more than anything in this world was... And people call this the witch's rap, but this is a list of things. Well, you got to think in the 80s, like this was Hamilton could never. Hamilton could never. This was satisfied. Like this was like, number one, I'm a girl in the world in which my only job is to marry rich. Like this was the equivalent of that at the time. Like they were like greens, greens and nothing but greens. Like that was people were like. Parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddle fuzz, and lettuce. He said, all right. Um, but it wasn't quite because, because because he went over to her garden. <laughs> oh, we're going to try to shorten this show a little bit. He went over to her okay, house gonna... and started stealing 
plants and things for his wife from her garden. Specifically described as robbing me, raping me. That is me. very important. Um, so she goes, uh, ripping up my rampion, my champion, my favorite. I should have, I should have laid a spell. I should have been reactive. I should have been reactive. And laid a spell on him right there. I could have turned him into stone or a dog or a chair, but I let him have the rampion. I had lots to spare. Okay. Mm. She goes, in return, however, I said, fair is fair. You can let me have the baby that your wife will bear and we'll call it square. This man immediately becomes a misogynist. I hurt my back and went to a misogynist. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not reacting. Okay, absolutely. So. He's choosing not to be reactive. And he goes, the baker says, I had a brother. Let's talk about misogyny, fragile masculinity already. Yes. We are implementing that men are stronger than women, which to, if we are going with a provincial idea, that would be likely for society, but still, yeah. he does do it. So We do not have a forward-thinking baker. Oh, right. So she goes, no, you didn't have a brother. You had a sister. He goes, where is she? She goes, she's mine now, and you'll never find her. What, it's a small price to pay for what uh, else your father stole from me. It cost me my youth and my beauty. My mother punished me. Here's my thing. Is her mother Mother Earth, like the Earth, like Gaia, like... That's BJ's theory. I, I, I believe there is no, like, there is, I think it's purposely left vague because the idea is supposed to be, like, what do we inherit from our parents? Sure. I think is what the concept is supposed to be. So it's like, because I went against my parents' wishes, I was punished. Therefore, I should punish any of my children that go against my wishes. Okay, gotcha. Which is what so told. she goes, she cursed me with ugliness. Uh, if I, oh, oh. My mother warned me she would punish me with ugliness if I ever lost any of them. And they go, lost what? This is important. Any of the beans. 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 <laughs> the special beans. I let him go. I didn't know he'd stolen my beans. I was working them crawl back over the wall. Then bang, crash, a lightning flash. Well, that's another story. Never mind. Anyway. Okay, first of all, ma'am, you cannot ramp up to a story like that and have gays in the audience and not deliver. You can't. Well... How many times do you talk about your trauma and you let us all off in a little bit? Uh, welcome to Booze and Broadway. Well, that's what I'm okay. saying. <laughs> so the witch, I'm saying the witch can because you do. Like, if you're like, oh, my God, and then, well, never mind, never mind. We're going to have a tell-all episode. That's what the witch, that's what I'm saying. Like, the witch is like, I'm getting too into, I'm sorry. I am I am still the facade of a strong okay, person. Okay, so wait, let's I'm, talk about this. I was in therapy this past week, and we're going to take a moment to talk about this. Go to therapy if you need help. Uh, but I was talking about over-explaining things, and I was like, that's a trauma response, right? And my therapist was like, yes, because you're trying to dictate people's response to your story so that they're not mad at you, so that they respond in a positive way. That's why you over-explain mm -hmm. things. Ma'am. Now I have something to talk about in there. You're welcome. Okay, so. Okay, so she took her baby, and they're like, well, damn. So your father cried, and your mother died, and she laid a curse on the whole family that said, you cannot have children. Your whole family tree will be barren. And that's why you can't have kids. But, oh, wait. 
Um, so there's no more fuss and there's no more scenes. My garden thrives. You should see my nectarines. So basically she's like, don't fuck around with my beans. That's very important. She's not just saying that for any reason. Don't fuck around with the beans. Well, also she's saying because of your suffering, I am benefiting. Yes. Okay. Like post, post rape, I am okay now because you are doing poorly. Yes. Now cut to Jack and his mother. She's like, please go and take the cow to the village. She's like, how have you not fucking left the house? <laughs> Literally. Put on your jacket. She's like, leave. it's 2 p.m. I told you at 10. <laughs> what are you doing here? Okay. So she's like, please go. And he's like, into the woods to sell a friend. Okay. Back to the witch. Back to well, the witch. You'll have a, Back to before. Well, one, well, you'll have a real friend, Jack. Yes. A piggy. And it's like, wow, he really has no concept of what people are because Jack of all trades, master of none. You only named your child Jack if they were mentally challenged. Okay. So the witch says... I, that is like, that, like <laughs> historically, that was like a thing. You wish to have the curse reversed? I need a certain potion first. Go to the woods and bring me back. One, the cow as white as milk. Two, the cape as red as blood. Three, the hair as yellow as corn. Four, the slipper as pure as gold. Bring me these before the chime of midnight in three days' time. Tis then the blue moon reappears, which comes but once every hundred what years. What script are you reading? This isn't real. Anyway... Just bring them here, and I guarantee a child is perfect as child can be. And then they just kind of stand there, and she goes, go to the woods. <laughs> She's like, you have a limited time. Um, I will say musically the dun, 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 dun that you hear in, like, when she mentions the beans for the first time is the inverse. <laughs> it's the inverse notes of people make mistakes. <gasps> No, I knew that the, the, uh, the, I wish that is repeated throughout Mm. like the entire show. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the people, the people make mistakes notes are the opposite of dun, 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 that you hear like when she's mentioning, like you wish to have the curse reverse. Incredible. I'll need a certain potion first is, um, people make mistakes. Okay. Cut to Cinderella and she goes, Hey, I did all this. Can I go to the festival? And she goes, the festival, darling, those nails, darling, those clothes, lentils are one things, but darling, those. With those, you'd make us the fools of the festival the and the mortify the prince. And mortify the prince. So basically... The carriage is... The Cinderella's father. The carriage is... Literally. Weird. So she doesn't get to go. Okay. And she goes, I wish. Okay. So cut back to the Baker's family. This is the first song. Still. <laughs> Y'all, we have so much to well, cover. Well, they... they you, Every other song, song is like two covers minutes a long. lot of... Yeah, this is Weekend in the Country... But as the opening, this is the this is the finale of Hunchback. That's like thirteen minutes long. (laughs) It is thirteen minutes long. It is just like you have to meet everyone. Everyone has their kind of own theme, kind of. But like, we'll get there later. So the baker goes. The baker's wife goes. Okay, let's go into the forest. And he's like, "We, you're not coming. It's not safe out there." And she goes, "I can help you." She goes, "No, I have to do this on my own. The spell is on my house. Only I can lift the spell. The spell is on my house. No, no, the spell is in our house. We must lift the spell together. The spell is on our house." Yes. And she's like, "Fuck you. Fuck you. I get to help you because this also affects me." We, we need to have a child. Made a vow. We, you're cursed. 
but we... And she points to herself. She's like, want a baby. Yes. And he's and like, she, no. And she's only pointing to herself. And she goes, wait a minute. He goes, what do I need to come back with? And she goes, you don't even remember. Okay, so Cinderella goes, how am I ever get to the festival? And she goes, I know. I'll visit Mother's Grave, the grave at the willow tree, the town where I want to go to the festival. The festival! <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, it's like... It it really is just like fitting the chords of the other people singing, and like she's like, I know I'll be a mother's grave, grave the hazel tree, tell them I just want to go to the King's Festival. <laughs> it's like, and then the worst notes for any second soprano who's ever had to play the bigger swipe is the hair, because it comes out of nowhere and it's the key, like it's like the key change, yeah. like oh you hate to be the one who has they, to do the key change, and yeah, and it and it's not like a clean. I don't want to say it's not clean because it's like Steven's on him, but like it's not, you know, it doesn't really build to that moment. It's not an easy key change to find. So we are f- ours. Ours in college spoke it because she was Oof. like the hair. <laughs> OK, because she could. So we are finally we are finally all heading into the woods. So we go into the woods without delay, but careful not to lose the way into the woods. <laughs> Bobby just dumped all his alcohol on himself. Are you okay? Yes, my toe caught something. Hold on. Okay. Yes, I'm good. But I just spilled this all over me. Luckily, it landed on mostly me. But I literally just went, and this is for me. <laughs> Are you ready? Can we keep going? You you can keep going. Go, go. I'm listening. Okay, so we're all finally heading into the woods. And so we finally get to the last chorus of this 14-minute song. And they say... They go, into the woods without delay, but careful not to lose the way. Into the woods, who knows what may be lurking on the journey. Into the woods to get the, okay, to get the thing that makes it worth the journeying. Into the woods to see the king, to sell the cow, to make the potion, to see, to sell, to get, to bring, to make, to live, to go to the festival. Into the woods, into the woods, into the woods and out of the woods, and home before dark. Ma'am, that took um, 30 minutes to do. <laughs> I do feel like this musical is one that we're going to have to be like, this is a song where they say this. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. There are, there are some songs that I'm just going to like. Cut, cut. Gloss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss briefly. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, um, so we get to... Um, Cinderella has gone to uh, her her mother's grave, which is a tree branch that she planted and cried over because she has a very traumatized life, and that has become and a tree that she now like talks to, and her mother's spirit yeah, her, lives in that tree because she didn't get a gravesite. Yes. Her mother's a ghost. So she goes, I've been kind and I've been good. Mother, do you doing only what I've learned? Why then am I left behind? Mother, is there something more than I should do? What's wrong with me? And so Cinderella's mother, this is what it comes down to. She goes, do you know what you wish? Are you certain that? Basically what you have. What you wish is what you want. Yes. Do you know what it is? If you know what you want, then make a wish. 
past the tree, then you should have. And she goes, I'll give you what your wish is. Yeah, and she goes, I want a dress. (laughs) I want, well, I want to go to the festival. (laughs) Right, but she's like, I don't have anything. But she says, silver and gold throw down on me, which also, like, that's the color scheme we're going to go with. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. So Jack is going through the the um the forest with Milky White and he meets this mysterious man. Mysterious man. Yes. And uh he introduces himself and he goes, What's what are you doing with the cow? And he goes, I'm going to market to sell it. And he goes, That cow isn't worth a bag of beans. Or that bag that cow is only worth a bag of beans. To sell it for a bag of beans. Yes. Okay, so then cut to little red is going through the forest and she runs into the wolf. And he this is what upsets me. And this is such a child thing to do. He goes, Where are you going? She goes, I'm going to Granny's house. And he goes, Where does Granny live? And she goes, Oh, if you just go that way and that way and turn left at the Sonic, and she lives right beside the three trees right over there. That's exactly where she lives. Do you need to know her social security number? Yes, but that is the point. Yes. Okay, then we cut to a song that I'm not going to talk about, Hello Little Girl, Bobby Hall. Hello Little Girl, which is um, the quintessential go-to baritone baritone high school song. Like, if you need to sing, like, a difficult baritone song, like, sing this. Um, but it's a, it's, you know, it's our rape allegory song. It's, um, our song that shows that Cinderella's prince, because usually the wolf is played by Cinderella's prince unless you're in some terrible production where they split the roles and this literally all this person gets to do. Um, a hell of a little girl is there to exist, to show that Little Red has some learning to do. Yes. Because we all watch her, um, clearly establish where her grandmother lives and then... Uh, go directly into uh, he's like oh yeah I'm gonna look at her I'm gonna eat her but it is a, it is like um, sexual assault it is yeah hinting at themes of sexual well assault. and he's also and during the song he's like hey why don't you come over here and she's like mother said straight ahead stick to this path like I need to do what my mom said but also this is very tempting yes yeah and like the little red parts are establishing like I'm being told this from someone who is proactive, but I'm going to choose to do what I want because my expectations are like, this is kind of a hot wolf. Me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of this song, Bobby Hall, what happens? Um, uh, and hello. It's a crescendo. Yes. <laughs> Almost a short sondo. Uh, and then... Yes. And we're like, okay, he's going to follow her and kill her. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, the baker shows up. Yes, so the baker's walking through like, the woods. If harm were to come to that little girl in the red cape. And he's like, oh, fuck. I could kill this bitch and steal her cape. Yes. So, so he's walking through the thing. He's like, oh, there's the girl with the red cape. And the witch comes out and she's like, hey, you need to go get that cape. Did you see that little girl? I saw you see that little girl. Go get the cape. And he's like, why don't you go do it? And she's like, I can't. And before she can explain why, we hear Rapunzel singing in the distance. Ah. Which is the the beans melody, oh. um, which means yeah the uh, bum 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 is the beans melody, which means that that's all Rapunzel is hearing, which means that the witch is talking about 
um, her rape to her child, which is really, you know, great. Yeah. Um, so after, so, so the witch leaves to go check on Rapunzel. And we see that the baker's wife has followed him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, you left your scarf at home. So they fight about her helping. And he's like, you can't be here. You have to go home. And she's like, you don't understand. This spell is on our house and I have to be able to help you break this curse. Like, I am here in the woods to help you. And he's like, fine. Then let's split up and we can, like, try to cover more ground together. You forgot your scar. Absolutely. Um, Is the big, iconic line. (laughs) So they, um, so the uh, Jack and Milky White appear and uh the baker's wife is like there's the cow as white as milk we need to be able to buy it from but we don't have any money so what do we do and she's like hi could you sell us your cow and he's like no no this is my friend and i'm supposed to ask for five pounds and she's like oh but we we have these magic beans yeah, this is a, a moment of comedy that the show desperately needs at this point. Yes. Um, this is where the audience is like begging the the writers for a moment to laugh. Yes. And this and is where we, we give it to them. Gives it to them. Gives it to them. So so he he says, uh, he's like, oh, I can do all that. Uh, can I have six beans? And she's like, we'll give you five beans because each bean is worth a pound in itself. And we need to yeah, keep we, one. We need to keep one for ourselves. Uh, and he says, well, here's the thing. Can I at least buy my cow back one day? And the baker goes, I'll think about it. And yeah, the, the baker immediately undercutting all the work his wife just did says, eh. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to lie. Yes. And so... The baker doesn't want to go in any direction committing lies. <sighs> Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, he's not ready to commit to any decision. So he... Because he doesn't even really want this kid. Wow. That's the plot twist. Um, is like... He's like... Mm, maybe. Yeah. So the narrator comes out and says, and the baker gave Jack five beans in exchange for his cow, keeping one for himself. And Jack just has this very nice, like, goodbye with Milky Wife. He's like, you've been a perfect friend. I hate to see his part, but one day, one day, and one day soon, we'll be together again. Mm. It really was just like a melody that was stuck in Stephen Sondheim's head. And he was like, I refuse to not let this be part of the show. Well, this also leads off to the wife asking the baker, do you want a child or not? Interesting that we have this conversation, you know, 16 minutes into the show. Yeah. Um, After we've committed to the witch's scary task of going into the woods, which is like this mysterious unknown to achieve the goal, then they're like, okay, do you want this? And he's like, I don't want to do it through lying. Well, She's like, how bad do you fucking want to get? Well, and she says, there are, there's, there's a difference between a tiny lie. It all, it all depends on the size of the lie. Right. So maybe, maybe these beans are magic. Um, uh, so she goes, when the end is in sight, you'll realize if the end is right, it justifies the beans. 
Right. Yes. Which I didn't get that joke till like way too late. Oh, it justifies like, the, the means. Justifies like the means of like what the means. Yes. And then I was like, oh. Okay. So cut to Rapunzel is in a tower and the witch comes up and she goes, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And she starts climbing up her hair and physical comedy. Physical yep. comedy. It's hilarious to see a person. And Rapunzel's like, ow, 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 this hurts. And as this mm-hmm. scene changes, we see a prince run out and he sees that the witch, witch has said, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And, and he's like, I'll come back when that terrible witch is gone and I'll seduce that woman. Yes. So we're back in the woods and the baker comes and he sees a little red and he's like, oh, you have a red cape. Hey, can I see, can I see this cape for just a second? Let me see it. Snatch, run, yeet. Like he yeets himself. Yeah. He tries lying yeah. in a very direct way for the first time. Yeah. She screams and he comes back and he's like, I just wanted to make sure you wanted this really bad. Mm. Um, I'd rather a wolf than you any day. Bobby Hall, I wrote Stop. this down because I thought it was important. It says things are only what you need them for. Um, What's important is who needs them more. Yes. Um, the baker there? Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, I mean, oh, he's talking about the spell. Well, he's talking about, I need this cape more than she does. Well, and she doesn't even know why I need it. But I didn't tell her, but, like, that's my bad. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is the first time where the baker, um, that's important because the baker is finally committing to wanting to have a child like he's been so if you wanted something and someone said you need four things to do it you would listen yeah the baker doesn't listen because he doesn't care yeah that's the point of the show is like the baker wants the child it's it's, you know to an extent but not nearly as much as the baker's wife wants but the baker's wife is really desperate to save this relationship yes and the baker so he's like take it take your take your hood i'll see you later bye so little right which also hood my unmanned blood which is like a reference to shakespeare because hoods were used hoods were used as like um both a vagina reference um to the clit and as well as like a hood would be the same, like a slang for a condom. Oh. So that's where Little Red Riding Hood comes. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay. So Little Red goes to Granny's house and we get the classic, Granny, your teeth are so big, your eyes are so big, your paws are so big. She gets eaten. We've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the baker comes by and he's like, oh, I hear the Granny snoring and he, the wolf burbs and he's like i need to go in there and check on what's going on and he sees the hood and the wolf's mouth and he goes oh i'll just i'll just kill this grandmother and and take the hood well he he realizes that it's a wolf. oh really yeah because i'm sorry she mentions the wolf and then he's like he goes um well, no doubt that's, you know, that's the little, the, uh, he says something like, that's the little one, like, eating, no doubt, and then she burps, yes. and she burps, it's the wolf burps, and he's like, or eaten, like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay, I missed that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So he's like, I'll kill the wolf while she, while it's sleeping, so that yes. it's not, you know, real killing. Okay, so Little Red comes out, and she's like, hey, thanks so much, and he's like, hey, are you okay? And she goes, mother said straight ahead not to delay or be dis- misled. I should have heeded her advice. 
but he seemed so nice. And he showed mm-hmm. me things, many beautiful things that I hadn't thought to explore. They were off my path, so I never had dared. I had been so careful, I never had cared. And he made me feel excited, well, excited and scared. Oof, girl. So she sings this whole song about like how he tempted her into all of this and that how that ended up leading her to be eaten and how she has learned mm. from that. Mm. And she goes, and I know things now, many valuable things that I hadn't known before. Do not put your faith in a cape and a hood. They will not in a cape protect and a hood. you the way that they should. And take <laughs> a line to condoms. This is my favorite part of this whole song. She goes, and take er- care- extra care with strangers. Even flowers have their dangers. And though scary is exciting, nice is different than good. Ma'am, ma'am. Steven knew what he was doing. Nice yeah. is different it- than good. Which also sets up the witch for her, you're not good, you're not right, yes. you're just nice. And so she goes, uh, is it nice to know a lot and a little bit not? So Little Red is growing up a little bit. She had an experience. Well, yeah, it, it, ignorance is bliss, and she doesn't get to benefit from that blissful thinking anymore. Yeah. So she goes, you know what? Take my hood. You can have it. I don't need it anymore. Take this because this doesn't protect me in the way that I thought it would. Right. Because like, even if you, you know, it's a, it's a lesson about virginity and like, even if they wear a condom and like you're sexually protected, emotionally you're going to change. Yeah. So we cut back to Jack's house. Jack has come back with the beans and his mom just throws them out the door. And she's like, she's like, fucking shit. It's a bed without supper for you. Okay. So we cut back to... Um, the baker's wife is in the the forest and her and Cinderella collide and uh, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm running from the prince. Please don't tell him I'm here. And the prince comes out and he's like, where is this? This is the juicy shit. Oh, it is. This is, this is such... Good yeah. So the Bryce is, the, the prince is like, where is she? And she's like, uh, uh, she, uh, she went that way. And mm. so um, she goes, I've never lied to royalty before. Right, which establishes that to the baker's wife, royalty is like, um, it's an unachievable goal, right? Mm -hmm. It's something we didn't know about the baker's wife before. It's like, this is her fatal flaw. This will be, she is so interested in social power that that is so appealing. And it's so interesting. (laughs) So she goes, so you were at the ball. What was the ball like? She, Literally tell me what it was li- like. like. Mama, give me know. the deets, spill the tea. I need to know. Yeah, He's a very nice prince. Mm. And? And? Uh, it was a very <laughs> nice ball. No, the prince. Uh, oh, oh, the prince. Uh, y- yes, the prince. Uh, well, he's tall. Is that all? Did you dance? Is he charming? Did they dance? Yeah. Is he charming? They say that he's charming. And I want to know the details like, about the prince. Please tell me anything. Please. Right, right. Um, and she's like, yes, he's charming. Uh, and she's like, uh, she's like, did you did you speak to him? Did did he flirt? Could you tell right away that he's royalty? Is he royalty? Is he sensitive, clever, well mannered, considerate? Like, I see all these things that I um, I imagine royalty to be. Right, and we sing the agony, agony theme before the agony. Yes, we sing the agony theme. Da 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 da. Oh, 
And 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 so she's like sitting there, and she kind of like lifts her skirt up a little bit and reveals her shoe, which mm-hmm. is the shoe that the baker's wife needs for the spell. I gotta interject for one. Yes, second, please go ahead. Because in the extended version of this song mm-hmm. that's on the original Broadway cast recording that eventually got cut, is um, they do that. Is he kind? Is he rich? Is he everything you ever wanted? And then eventually the baker's wife goes, "When well, no, you can't have what you want." Where's the profit in wishing? Yes. It's like, she knows. That's when we know, like, oh, the baker's wife is different. Yeah. Because she understands where she is. And she knows that, like, wanting a child is not going to give her what she wants. And it's, like, the tragic sadness already. Yeah. We're, you know, we're 40 minutes into the show at this point. We're like, fuck! (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yes, so she goes... Sorry. But then Cinderella's like, what's that in the distance? Yeah. And so she's like, I, I see your shoes. They're very nice. And she's like, I gotta get home. Mama, I gotta go. And she's like, I need your shoes. Well, as she's chasing Cinderella, Milky White runs off stage. She's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> so we get our first midnight. One midnight gone. So we see people Mm -hmm. come out, these characters come out, and they start giving lessons like, no knot unties itself. The harder to get, the better to have. Okay. Never wear mauve to a ball. Okay. Or pink. Or open your mouth. The difference between a cow and a bean is a bean can can begin an adventure. Yes. And these are like half-baked philosophy ideas. This is where like your right-wing conservatives with their half-baked ideas get... (laughs) attacked yes okay so they go into the woods into the woods into the woods and out of the woods and home before there are giants in the sky i love this song there are big it's incredible terrible giants in the sky when you're way up high and you look below at the world you left and the things you know little more than a glance is enough to show just how small you are. Yes. When you're way up high and you're on your own in a world like none that you've ever known. When the you're free to be whatever pleases you, exploring things you never. Do. But okay, so it's his it's his whole story of being up. It's like the Jack and the Beanstalk story condensed into a song. He yes, he found motherly love. Yes. Which he had not experienced at that time. A big, tall, terrible giant at the door. A right. big, tall, In terrible lady giant sweeping the floor. And she gives you food and she gives you rest. And she draws you close to her giant breast. And you know things now that you never knew before. Not till the sky... Please go ahead. <laughs> um, it's it's just so good because um, Jack is obviously missing a father figure and he's missing motherly love because his mother um, really struggles with supporting his quirky, let's say quirky lifestyle because he's meant to implement that he is mentally challenged or handicapped in some sort. Yeah. Um, what is... The fun about this is that we see Jack in his element mm-hmm. for the first time. We see Jack thriving and we see um, 
Jack truly being optimistic and believing that there is a lot of benefit yes. in life until the last verse where then he's like, what well, your heart is, and it goes into a minor key and it goes, your heart is letting your stomach stone and really scared me all along. Because he realizes that in the moment, like these aren't his people. He needs to bring what he learned little red moment back to the, his society the fun is done you steal what you can and run and you scramble down and you look below at the world you left and the things you know the roof the house and your mother at the door the roof the house and the world you never thought to explore and you think of all of that's the things that's a line for me oh yes yeah because he's looking the down the roof, on the, the house whole and the world the world and he's like oh i could have gone so many places you think of all of the things you've seen and you wish that you could live in between and you're back again only different after than before after the sky they're giants in the sky they're a big tall terrible awesome scary wonderful giants in the sky nice thank you um f sharp what'd you say F sharp. Oh, okay. I thought you said that was sharp, and I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, That's an L. So yeah, he he has this whole adventure, and 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 he like Little Red has grown up a little bit. Yeah, we have. Um, they call it the the trio of revelations. I believe is what Sondheim calls it, and it's um Little Red, Jack, and Cinderella. Like our, I don't want to say our main characters. Yeah, but our main character Jasons. Um, where it's like not the bakers or the witch. Yeah. Um, they all learn something. So this is our trio of learning song. Yeah. And this is a different element of learning than Little Red, but uh, still a so he, crazy moment. So he's back from the sky and he goes, so I have these gold pieces. I would like to buy Milky White back. And um, the mysterious man talks to the baker and he takes the money from mm. from the baker takes Jack's money. Yes, yes, yes. And then we turn around, and the mysterious man takes that money that he just got from Jack away from him. And he's like, "You're gonna? How much money does it cost to buy a child?" Yeah. Well, there's a whole thing. Well, well, that's isn't that a different discussion well, than? Yeah. We're not talking about adoption <gasps> right now. So right, but no, we're talking about. Yeah. More than adoption. Right. So the baker's wife comes in and she's like, hey, you have the cape. And he's like, and you have the cow. And she's like, you have the cape. Isn't that beautiful? You have the cape. You have the cape. We need comedy in this moment. Yes. We're having a rough time. Yeah. And so the witch comes out and yells at them. And she's like, what the fuck are you actually doing? You only have like 11 minutes left. They have more time than that. But like, that's. They have two days. Yeah. Well, but... 11 minutes. You don't have that much time. Well, act one's an hour and a half. So you have roughly 35 minutes right. left. And so we see that, um, we hear Rapunzel sing again, and she's like, got a blast. Bye. Um, so she leaves, and the baker promises, he's like, I will provide to you. I will, I will get this done for us. Oh, because the baker finally realized he's married. What a concept. What a, what a concept. So... Yeah. Oh, we getting drunk, drunk. So. I spilled 
all this like so two princes come out and we realize they are brothers and they're like brother what are you doing here that's how princes talk in any show right royalty hello (laughs) so they talk about the beautiful women they found and um so we see the baker's wife in the background and she's like kind of standing behind a tree and one of the brothers is like who did you find he's like i found a woman whose hair is as yellow as corn she's stuck in a tower and all i say is rapunzel rapunzel let down your long hair and she throws it down and blah 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 this is important to the baker's wife she leaves this is a plot point we are able to move the story forward while introducing characters that we as an audience members feel comfortable yes and so they're like now here's the thing about the women why are they running from us? Women don't run from us. No one should run from us. Agony. Bobby Hall, please take it away. Um, Agony is, you know, a pissing contest. <gasps> it, it is. You know how that, you know, that phrase of like, my sadness is worse than your sadness. It, this is Gal Gadot singing Imagine. Do you know what I mean? Like this is to, that's like the equivalent of a social reference to it as a recent um, cause it's just about, um, I'm like you, but I suffer more. Yeah. Um, so agony, uh, aesthetically gives us, or musically, maybe I should say, um, gives us a different vibe because we just had like a tenor song. Um, so we now have a baritone duet song where we're going to have some parallel thirds, um, but we are seeing these royalty, right, who have it all. And they're also like us. Yeah, but the they're also not getting are, what they want. Agony. They don't. So much deeper right, than they yours. Don't, right. Yeah. And it's all about um, my pain is worse than your pain. Yeah. And this is the laugh song. Yeah. Right. Like agony, agony reprise are the comedic moment. I'm going to take of... a quick moment. You can disassociate if you want to, but I would like to think whoever costume designed those pants in the movie for those princes, because mama, you deserve a pay raise. Whatever you were making wasn't <laughs> enough. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, the agony was one of the moments in the movie where I was like, oh, they get it. Yeah. Like they understand the concept. The heavier themes. Sure, 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 sure. Right. And like, that's my issue with Into the Woods in general is that it doesn't have, um, you know, when you think next normal or something like that, you're like, I know I'm what I'm getting into. Into the Woods, I think, has such a nice finish or gloss to it where it's like, this is kid friendly that it doesn't have the weight behind it that it needs to have because it's trying to have really difficult conversations. But um, in, the agony ends up being, you know, a pissing contest between two rich men. And then they're like, I must, but also like the white male privilege. I'm not saying it has to be a white man who plays these part, but like, I must have her to wife. Yes, yes, yes. It's how the song ends. So. And so it's like, I, because of my privilege, I'm going to get what I want. J- Who's JM? Jack's mother. Jack's mother. <laughs> Who's JM? Jack's mother. As someone who's taking notes for this show, absolutely. <laughs> that was that was a nice moment of me being like, jam. Jack's mother warns uh, Baker's wife to be careful of her kid. Oh, she's like, you need to be careful. Like, I'm looking for my son. You need to be careful looking for your kids. And she goes, I don't have a kid. And she goes, that's okay, too. That's okay, too. 
because she's not ready to become a mother because she's a single mother. Yes. Um, and so concept. the baker's wife looks for the cow. Okay, sorry, it took me a second. The baker's wife mm-hmm. is still looking for the cow. Um, M.M. 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 Mysterious man. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Y'all, I'm so sorry. M.M. M.M. Okay, so the baker's looking for the cow, and the mysterious man returns Milky White, and he's like, hey, here's the cow back. You were looking for the cow, here's the cow back. I'm trying... We found the cow. I'm trying to fucking help you. Right, so we're gonna go to It Takes Two. Yes. So the witch comes and tells the mysterious man, she goes, I'm scared that you just took that shot and you didn't react at all. Yeah, you should be. So the mysterious man... And the, the witch comes out and she goes, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, I'm trying to make amends. And she goes, stay out of this. Do you have something to say? Stay, stay out of this, old man. Stay out of this. Get the fuck out of here. I like that she calls him old man. There's something There's something playful about that relationship. There's something there that wasn't that, there before. <laughs> I, tell me what it'd be a production of Beauty and the Beast right now, because I'm, I'm willing to go. I'd be Cogsworth for sure. Um, I know you'd be such a good cause. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Anyway, so we don't have time for this. Um, so me being like, you'd be so good in beauty and the <laughs> like me drunk. <laughs> the we got, we're not even back to yet. We gotta go. I know the baker's wife finds Rapunzel. Oh, the baker's wife finds Rapunzel, Rapunzel's cow, and she's like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your long hair. And she's like, Is that you, my prince? And Joanna Gleason's like, Yes, yes. <laughs> She lets her hair... And she gets the hair. She gets the hair. Cut to the baker's wife sees Cinderella running and she's like, hey, how was the ball? And she's like, I'm being pursued and I am not in the mood. Right. Which is, you know, 2020, 2021, we're fair. We agree with. Yeah. So the prince is still chasing her and she goes, before you leave, I need your shoes. Okay, great. Cool. Cool. You left. Okay, great. So, um, the baker, oh, oh, okay. So we see the step family come in and she's like, what are you mm-hmm. doing out here in the woods? She's like, this madman is chasing us. And the baker comes in and he's like, I just need to look at your hair. And she goes, you want to compare our hair to corn? Okay. She's like, you don't need that. I have it. We have three. Okay. So she's like, he goes, what are we going to do? And she goes, We? You've changed. You're daring. You're growth, different. In, growth. What'd you say? Growth. Yes. Um, it takes two. I thought one was enough. It's not true. It takes two of us. So he's like, he finally understands that to do this, to get a baby, it is going to take two of them. Right. Which is a, a joke before the song. He said, perhaps it will take both of us to have this child. And it's like. Yes. So it's one of those like uh, old woman laugh yeah. lines. So it's like, we want four. We had none. We've got three. We need two. Oh, no. I'm sorry. We need one. It takes two. Sorry about that, everyone. Two. <laughs> so, okay. So, oh, we're on the second people's. page. We're doing good. We're okay. So Jack comes in with a hen that lays eggs of gold. Yes, we have our Jack Little Red scene. Oh, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Not the Jack and Little Red scene. This is Jack and Jack's mom. No, this is Jack and the Bakers, and they go, Milky White dies. Oh. Yeah. 
And they're like, shit. Oh, now yeah. we need another cast. I can acknowledge that even though this is my favorite musical, it does have some issues. And every part of it has to do with Milky Way. <laughs> so now we... Like, these scenes are, I'm like... We're doing a speed through. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it out of here. So now we have the second midnight and they're like, hey, guess what? Two midnights are gone. Here's another lesson. Two midnights gone. Yes. Okay. So the baker's wife and the baker bury the cow. They give this cow a burial, which mm. is what my parents are going to do. They're going to give this cow a burial. So, Honey. <laughs> so they go... Cinderella's mother could never. Me. So they say, we need to go look for another cow. And then she's like. And they fight. We have our first relationship fight. We do have a fight. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to go look for the shoes. You can go look for the cow. I've seen this girl twice. I can see her again. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. Bye. And they're like, fight, fight, fight. So, okay. You've had that conversation. You know you have. I'm not getting into that right now. Okay. No, I know, but relationships have that are long have had the like good, good, good fight where like you just yell one word to each other and then you realize you have a one bedroom apartment and you can't go anywhere. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. Here we go. This is my favorite song in the whole show. Okay, I'm going to take a shot before I sing it. All of it. Every single bit of it. You're not going to sing all of it. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to. Stay it. with me. Okay. Okay. So, so we go to Rapunzel's tower. No, 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 no. Well, well, we're inside. Cut to. We're inside Rapunzel's tower. So the witch is screaming at her. And she's like scared. Rapunzel's scared. And the witch says, what did I clearly say? Children should listen. What were you not to do? Children must see and learn. Why could you not obey? Children should listen. What have had? What have I been to you? What would you have me be? Handsome like a prince. But I am old. I am ugly. I embarrass you. And Rapunzel goes, no. She goes, you're ashamed of me. You don't understand. And Rapunzel goes, I was lonely. I'm a child, but I'm ready to see the world. I was lonely on top of that tower. And she goes, was I not enough company to you? And she goes, do you know what is out there in the world? Someone, your parent, your parent has to shield you from the world. Stay with me. And this harkens back to the the bean story where her mom punished her. So, yeah. 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 Prince. We saw this coming. This, this is so beautiful. This metaphor is so beautiful to me. She goes, princes wait there in the world. It's true. Princes, yes, but wolves and humans too. Stay at home. I am home. Who out there could love you more than I? Who out there? What's out there that I cannot supply? Stay with me. <gasps> okay. We said a lot. We said a lot. We did. I mean, I mean, this is the callback, if you get it. Yeah. A witch callback, right? Like, this is... 
It's there for a reason. Stay with me. The world is dark and wild. This line is so beautiful. Right, because we've learned... Stay a child while you can be a child with me. There's so much there as like an actress or actor or whatever um, you can unpack because we just watched Little Red grow up, but it has a contingency, right? Yeah. So we're saying like, you can be a child as long as you're a child with me. Like as long as I'm in control, I'm okay with what you do. Yeah. And trust me, you don't want to grow up because once you grow up, you're going to realize people aren't nice. And it's like, you know, it has that um, sense of like, this is a good person's mentality. Yeah. But also, we are purposely stunting someone for the sake of our own comfort. And that's, I mean. I feel attacked. Well, but isn't that like personally, purposely stunting someone for our own comfort is a toxic mentality like you know what i mean like but that's what we're doing and that's what into the woods is about <laughs> that's why i'm drawn to this material is because that's what you should feel as an audience member like i hate when it gets boiled down to like and then the witch is like don't leave yeah because that's not what she's saying she's saying like i prefer you a certain way yeah which is just so heavy and also beautiful and like well, and there's this painful. There's this really nice moment after the song where she kind of like opens her arms up, and Rapunzel hugs mm-hmm. her. They embrace each other, and Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. You can see that like Rapunzel regrets what she did, and she's like, "You fucked around, and you're about to find out." And she chops all of Rapunzel's hair off. Because that's her defining character, trait, yeah. Right. So if we well, and that's really how you access who her. You are. That's how that's right. how the prince gets to her. Mm. So, oof. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you seen the um, the like, oh god, the open air theater production in Regent's Park? No. Okay, the narrator is like a little boy, and he's playing with toys. It's like what the concept okay. is. Um, there, the witch has garden shears. And uh, she's so deformed, she's like a face mask on of prosthetics. Um, and she has, like, limbs that are crutches, basically. And so she's got, like, really long arms. Um, she puts them aside and grabs garden shears and cuts off Rapunzel's hair. And Rapunzel's like... <sighs> and they're outside, so there's all these leaves on the ground. And, like, Rapunzel's dragging her hair, and it picks up so many leaves. It's such an aesthetically pleasing video. I'll send you a little. I love it. But oh, okay. It's so interesting. So we that was Stay With Me, one of my favorite songs in the whole show. It, it's maybe my second favorite song in the show. It's such a good moment because we're seeing the humanity behind a creature that we're sp- supposed know, to supposed hate. To, Supposed to be against, right? Yeah, the right? villain. Like, the quote, 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 the, quote, quote, the villain. The villain. Yeah. So, they embrace, she cuts her hair. Jack, okay, so Jack meets up with Little Red. And Little Red is a little grown up. She's got the wolf pelt as her cape. It's sporty. Yes. It's an evening look. It's, it's always iconic 
to watch Little Red come out in this moment because that actress knows this is her moment yeah. of the show. So they talk about, they talk about like, oh, I have this hen that lays eggs. And she's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, no, I went they to the Giants. Their, I went to the Giants. Right, they have their version of the pissing contest. Yes. They have their Cinderella Rapunzel And he's like, moment. no, not only does this this hen lay eggs, there's a harp that sings without, you know, playing it. And she goes, then go get it. Bonk, bonk. Audrey, too. Yeah. <laughs> then go get it. Yes. So, the, okay. So, the witch, we cut back to the witch. She he's She's at Rapunzel's tower, and she throws the prince into thorns, and the thorns blind him. Incredible. Well, yes, ma'am. Okay, so... We cut to Cinderella. She's running away from the third night of the ball. Well, she's mm. she is stuck on the steps. She goes, he's a very smart prince. He's a prince Ooh. who prepares. Knowing this you time talk I about run perfect. from him. He spread pitch on the stairs and I'm caught unawares. Okay, so basically she's like, what do I do? Right, we stop time for a moment uh-huh. to be Cinderella. Let's talk about perfect musical theater songs. Please go. This is an example. This is an example of one. Uh, On the Steps of the Palace is the per- is a perfect musical theater song because we are seeing a character in a moment where they're choosing a th- to make a choice. And their choice ends up being not deciding because we're seeing so clearly that they don't know how to make a choice, yes. right? Like we, that is, that ends up becoming Cinderella's fatal flaw. Yeah. And so we have Cinderella on the steps of the palace, glue, sticky tar or whatever. Yeah. Um, keeping her there. And she's like, I'd rather do wordplay. And she rhymes like seven, I think, ooze in a row. And she's like, and see what he do in a stew, in the goo. Yes. And you'll see, and you learn something too. And it's a bunch of ooze mm-hmm. um, in a row. I think it's honestly seven. Um, where we're literally seeing Cinderella choose to ha- have fun with wordplay. Uh-huh. Instead of making a decision. Yes. And like that, that should be the focus, right? If we're Cinderella, this is what sets, um, the Joanna clones away from the actresses, in my opinion. Like how you handle being Cinderella. You can really sell this. Kim Crosby. You said Joanna. No, I said Joanna for a reason. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are there are people who like get cast as Joanna because they're the soprano, and there are actresses. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and I think this is your moment. Like Cinderella doesn't, you know, she has like a fair amount of stage time, but I think like the what you do with your stage time. She unfortunately has the worst line in the show, which is an act two when she breaks up with Cinderella's prince, um, but. This song specifically is where you get to flex your actor muscles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this song is so good. Well, it's and she's like. Yeah, because she's there and she goes, you know what your decision is, which is not to decide. You'll just leave him a clue. And it's eight. I just counted for you. It's eight. You know what eight. to decide. You'll just leave him a clue. For example, a shoe. And then see what he'll do. Now it's he and not you who is stuck with the shoe in the stew. In the goo, and you've learned something new, something you never knew on the steps of the palace. Bum, 
Yep. And there's like the alternate endings, but they're not real. Yeah. They're not the same as okay. the original. So blazing past that. So Cindy runs away and she sees the baker's wife. And the baker's wife is like, hi, um, do you want a magic bean for your shoe? And she's like, a magic bean? What the fuck? And she just throws it. She's like, I don't want this. Yeah, well, she's like, this is not the conversation I was just having. This is not the French vanilla fantasy that I was living. And so the baker's wife goes, I need that shoe to have a baby. And, okay. And if you're Laura Benanti, you get the joke She she takes a whole ass, like, five beats, and she walks up to the witch, and she goes, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Yes. It's beautiful. It... What Laura Benanti is a gift to comedy. Yes. Like she gets it. So the steward comes in and he takes the shoe away from the baker's wife. Oh, yes. Okay. Hmm? So the prince comes in and goes, What are you doing? I found this one shoe. We only need one shoe. Give the other shoe back to the person that you stole it from. Like I'm done with it. Literally, that is a peasant. I did the job I needed to do. Yes. And like, you know, he's like scolding the steward and showing a level of hierarchy there. Yes. So Jack's mom says, hey, Jack's mom comes in and she goes, hey, there's a giant in my backyard. Um, can anybody help me with that? Is that possible? Tell me that's not you. Tell me that's not. You can't see yourself playing Jack's mom. I absolutely could, but I would like to be anybody else in that show. Thank you so much. So. Um, because. Right. Because of trauma. And she goes, um, also, Jack may be dead. So could y'all help me find if my son is here? Thank you so much. Uh, mm. And, and mm. that's my time for act one. Um, and so the prince, um, he's like, hey, 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 it's okay. He might be dead. That's okay. He is not helpful. Well, worrying will do you no good. Um, so the witch comes out and she goes, she goes, hey, where's the cow? And they're like, we have a cow right here. And they pet it and like all this powder comes up. And she's Honestly, like. Honestly, this is this is the fast forward moment of Act 1. Yes. Like, this is the worst part of Act 1. And so she goes, what the fuck is this cow? And they're like, well, we had a cow, but it died. And we just figured you'd prefer a live cow. And she goes, of course I prefer like, a live cow. Bring it to me and I'll bring it back to life. And we fast forward through this moment because it's honestly so terrible in the show that we end up bringing a cow back to life. We feed him all the ingredients. Yes. And like, it, it is like set to music. So like, it does have its own tempo, but like, it, it really needs to go faster. Yeah, so we're going to speed through this. It's, we're going to, so yeah. they end up feeding all the ingredients to the cow. It milks, right? And like, it only will milk for Jack because like, he's his friend. Yes, the mysterious and man goes, hey, up- by the way, I'm your dad. Um, <laughs> And the witch goes, yeah, meet your father. Yeah. Well, because the cow milks, she drinks the potion. Because the curse is reversed, the mysterious man dies. So, like, mm. it's like, hey, I'm your dad. Eh. Like, it's like he dies. Right. Purposely left where the baker doesn't have closure. Yes. So the witch drinks it. Okay. So um, the mysterious man dies. The witch transform transforms into a beautiful woman. Um, the bakers mm. go home. Jack and his mother are rich. The stepsisters. Oh, uh, so the prince goes looking for Cinderella. The stepsisters, you know, chop off their toe, chop off the heel, trying to become the prince. Cinderella fits the shoe. We all know this. Rapunzel has, oh, Rapunzel gets banished to the desert. She has twins. Well, she runs into the prince and she cries over the prince because he is blind. And, um, 
He can see it. Yes, he can see again. So, um, let's see. We really cover all the loose ends of Act 1 in about real time a minute and a half and it it is just as sloppy as you would imagine yes so uh the witch runs into rapunzel and she's like rapunzel it's me and she's like what and she's like come with me and she's like i don't know if i want to and she goes you're the only family i know (gasps) yeah and so the prince is is like rapunzel come with me and so the we realize the witch has no more magic she traded her magic for her beauty right which Yes. Honestly, in America 2021, beauty is power. Yes. So So the stepsisters, because they were evil and mean to Cinderella, the birds come out of nowhere and peck them in the eyes. So Cinderella is... we're at Cinderella's wedding. And so the narrator says, and it come to pass that all and all that seemed wrong was now right. Was now right! The kingdoms were filled with joy, and those who deserved to were certain to live a long and happy life. Ever after... Were certain. Yes. No, that's important. Because those who deserved to were certain to live a long and happy life. Ever after... And then we sing. Yes. So they sing this whole song. Well, mm-hmm. while they're singing... This beanstalk is growing up behind them that they just mm. decide to ignore. And they... Yeah, con- well. consequences for your action. And then they're all, like, singing, and they're like, and this is the end. And this is the end of the Into the Woods Junior. Into the woods, but- into the woods, into the woods, then out of the woods, and happy ever after. Intermission. Act two, once upon a time, we have more wishes. Basically, they later. Have, yeah. You have to say later. What'd you say? Well, that's that's important. Later. Once upon a time, later. I wish because it's a joke on how the act one started. Yeah. More than anything, more than life, more than footmen. I wish. Which is like. Are we fucking kidding me? Yeah. Basically, everybody still has their own wishes, but they are, for the most part, content. Yes. They are, what is it they are? So happy. This is like one of my favorite songs. This is such a thank goodness moment. Uh Uh-huh. If we were to compare it to like Wicked. Yeah. But like, this is like, People saying the stupidest shit. Do you ever like tell someone that your real world problems and they're like, I know I really wanted this new car and I have this one instead. And it's like, did you just hear what I said? I don't have enough money to pay rent. Yeah. Like that's what like that's what like a lot of this song is, which is the point. But like Cinderella's prince leaves Cinderella in the middle and he's like, darling, I must go now. And she's like, what? Like, why are you leaving me? Yeah. And we later find out why. So we we all find out that there is a there is a giant terrorizing the kingdom. And so mm-hmm. so the baker is like, I'm gonna protect our family. I'm gonna go to Jack. Jack, can you tell me where the the giant is? Like, yeah, I can take you. And Jack's mom's like, no, 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 no. We're rich and we're like fine now. So please like leave us the fuck alone. 
And no one helped us when we needed yeah. help. And he's like, well, a giant in the kingdom is different than a giant in your backyard. Because now it's affecting all of us. Yes. Yeah. Because it's affecting me. I care, Republicans. Well, yes. So we go to Cinderella at the palace, and he's like, can you please, please fucking help us? And she's like, ah, I'm kind of royalty now, but I also want to help. Yeah, she's like, mm, I'm sure. She says something like, I'm sure if the prince knew about this, he'd already be ahead of it. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to rush past this song. And so basically everybody starts going back into the woods. Yes. yes. In like a really scary or an orchestration version of in, of the original theme. This is like, as an audience member, you, you, this is what you came here for. Like you paid a hot, an hour and 30 minutes of your time to watch the stories you knew. Nice. Yeah. Do another shot. Um, to then commit to an hour and 30 minutes of like, ooh. Yeah. This well, is juicy. And yeah, you're right. You're like, you got your happy ever after. What could be more than that? Mama, this is what's more than that. This is more than... I mean, this is like watching the special features of a DVD. Do you know what I mean? Like, act two. Yeah. Like, you watch the show, but you want to see how Beyonce is backstage? Watch act two of Into the Woods. Like, that's what the idea of the entire show is. It's like, this is why we're here. This is the meat. Into the woods, but not too long. The skies are strange. The winds are strong. Into the woods to see what's wrong. Into the woods to slay the giant. Into the woods to shield the child, to flee the winds, to find the future, to shield, to slay, to flee, to find, to fix, to hide, to move, to battle, to see the trouble is. To see what the trouble is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's well, left on a like a, a like a spooky chord. Yeah, it's it's meant to be like a lot of people think like maybe this is their fault. And so it's like, if something is your fault, how do you rectify this situation? Yeah. Well, and and during all this, Little Red is like, hi, I'm going to move in with my granny because my house is destroyed. She said, I'm I'm ready to move because my house got stepped on. Yeah. And I don't know where my mom is. Isn't that crazy? And they're like, she's fucking dead. Yeah. And the bakers are like, you know what? We'll take you. Well, while that's happening, the birds come to Cinderella and they're like, Tweet, 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 tweet. And then she's like, oh, I need to go to Mother's Grave? Absolutely. I'll be there lickety split. Oh, like, uh-oh. They look like they're going to my mom's grave. I'll go. Yeah. So she changes into um, non-royalty clothes. Her, like, beggar clothes. Quote, unquote, beggar yeah. clothes. Yeah. yeah. So Rapunzel runs into the witch, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm not happy. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so... In the Regent's Park production, she has completely a shaved head. Please. She's pushing a stroller, and she's drinking out of a 40. Please. It's in, it's incredible. Okay, so we cut... Because of you, I'll never be truly happy, is what Rapunzel says to her mother. Can you imagine ever saying that to your parents? No, absolutely, I could not. Even if it's true, I could never say that to my parents. But Rapunzel does. So cut to both princes run back into each other. Bobby Hall, take mm-hmm. it away. Both princes talk to each other about how they're not happy with their marriages. Right. They're both like, Rapunzel's prince is You like, have 30 seconds. My Rapunzel is literally insane and Cinderella can't make a decision. So they're like, 
I see others, and this is where, like, Broadway got it wrong, in my opinion, where, like, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty become the objects of affection. But, again, it's a pissy match of whose life is worth worse, um, even though they have everything. Um, it's just uh, exaggerated stakes, yeah. which in Act 2 we need. Um, it is highly funny because the rest of Act 2 is not funny, at all um and this is the audience moment to laugh yes okay so we're gonna we're gonna brush past agony agony reprise so yeah i mean that was it okay cool we're also gonna split through this little plot to the next song so little red the baker and the baker's wife can't find granny the castle has been destroyed and the witch comes in and tells her that not only her home but the baker's home has been destroyed. They have no home to go yeah. back to. And so Correct. we hear this giant crash and the giant comes out and the witch goes, oh my goodness, the giant's a woman. Which is much stronger than if it was a man. Yes. So the giant wants Jack. She's like, she, he, Jack killed my husband. It's time for revenge. And the witch goes, okay, absolutely. You know what? You listed your demands. Absolutely, you can have them. And everybody because goes, oh yeah, go ahead. Isn't the sacrifice isn't the sacrifice of one worth the benefit of many? This is the tr- this is, is the literally the trolley problem. Yes. It's literally that kill the one it to is. save the many. Kill the one to save the many. Yes, and then it's like, what if it was your brother, ma'am? Kill the one to save the money? Perfect. Okay. That's There's a question mark. Okay. So they start voting, quote unquote, voting on people to sacrifice because Jack's not there. And they're like, hey, can you not fucking move at all? We'll like give you somebody. Please stop moving. Please stop. You'll kill us all. Right. And so if you move, you'll kill us. So do you want these blind? Like how, how important, how bloodthirsty are you as a killer? Right, right, right. So she's like, no, no, no. I want a man. And they're like, they all look at the, um. The narrator and the narrator goes, someone has to tell the story. And the witch says, some of us don't like the way you've been telling it. You've been telling it. So the witch gives the narrator to the giant and their giant goes, wrong one. And drops the narrator and kills the narrator. Mm. So Jack's mom. And that is... That is believed to be, like, a philosophical thing that Sondheim and Lapine did. Gotcha. Like, where they're like, don't tell me how to tell a story. Like, Gotcha. Is the concept. So, Jack's mom is now in the crowd. And she starts fighting with the giant. And she's like, leave him alone. I am his mother. I will protect him. I will hide him. And you will never find him. Okay. Proactive. Yes. So, the steward hits Jack's mom to stop her from talking. Well, Rough times. while that happens, Rapunzel comes out and she's like, like she is not well. She is not well mentally. She's not well because, no, she's she hasn't been well. We saw that she wasn't well. Yeah. So she runs off. Well, she runs towards the giant and and gets mm. trampled by the giant and, and dies. So. The witch tells her to stop. So obviously does the. She does the opposite. And yeah. Kills well, right after Rapunzel dies, we cut to Jack's mom. And Jack's mom is bleeding from the head. And she goes, promise. Promise you'll protect my son. Promise me. And they go. And she doesn't She doesn't die until they say yes. Yes. And she goes, Jack. And then she dies. I'm going to take a shot. 
Um, the witch is obviously left in terror as she saw the one thing she truly cared about and cared, like yes. did everything she could for so die in front of her. Yeah, so we get the witch's in, lament. Indirect indirect opposition of what she just suggested. She goes, This is the world I meant. Couldn't you listen? Couldn't you stay content? Safe behind walls as I could not. Now yeah, you, as I'm different than you. Yeah. No, okay, so this is very important. We get the lead-in to one of the best songs in musical theater. She goes, no matter what Ever. you say, children won't listen. No matter what you know, children refuse to learn. Guide them along the way, still they won't listen. Children can only grow from something you love. To something you lose. You lose. Oh. Yeah. And she's like, no matter what you say, no matter what knowledge as an adult that you have, a child thinks they know more than you. And so they're, they're not going to listen to you. Right. And my mom, Joan Hall, iconic, um, doesn't know anything about musicals. I was obsessed with the show, so obviously I listen to it all the time. My mom was like, I don't know what she's saying, but she's wrong in this song. Every time she would hear it, she'd be like, she's wrong, Bob. Like, children do listen, and you can change their minds. And then, like, children will listen, okay, Mom? And she'd be like, I agree with this. So, like, can I reach the average folk? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the royal family flees, and the the baker tries to ask them to help, and they go, "No, no, 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 we can't, we can't help you. No, no, no. And if I can't I don't help have you, the constitution. Yeah, and if I don't have the constitution to help you, I'm gonna go be safe. And so, um, they leave, and Little Red are like, "Oh, Little Red says people are dying. We need to give Jass to the giant." And the witch goes. The wolf was a per, you know, you know, the wolf was a person. She goes, no, she was an animal. And the wolf goes, ask his mother. So, so, you know, okay, this comes back later. We're going to get into it later. But remember that I said that, everyone. So, um, the, the witch says, nothing matters. Nothing, nothing, none of this matters. None of this is real. I'm finding Jack. Fuck off. That's basically what we get to. And so, mm-hmm. um... The baker and the baker's wife split up. They go, we're going to take 100 paces in opposite directions, and we're going to try to find Jack. And You want to talk about musical theater songs? Oh, we're about to. And so uh, Little Red watches the baby, and, oh, the baker and the baker's wife's like, what if this happened? What if this happens? And the baker's wife goes, what if the giant steps on you? Would only a giant's footfall stop your arguing? Yes, 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 yes. That's that's heavy. Yeah, to be like if if would literally being killed be the only thing that stops you? Yeah, and then they split and, up, and then they split up because they're like a hundred paces. She's like, I know the giant for some reason. I can feel as a mother. Yeah. Because I have a child. Yes. Um, as a mother, the the giant will not kill Little Red with my child. Yeah. Because I am a mother. She's a mother. 
we understand. Okay. So the baker's wife runs into the prince. They split up. The baker's wife runs into the prince and goes, why are you alone? And he's, and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just doing this thing. And he goes, may I kiss you? <gasps> yeah, he goes, female independence? That's hot to Yeah, me. he's like, oh, it's your because choice I, to be alone? Because specifically I'm with a woman who cannot make choices. Yes. So, uh, she goes, well, this is ridiculous. I'm in the wrong story. Okay. That was a Joanna Gleason ad lib. Was Did it? Did you know that? It was not a Stephen Sondheim lyric. She just said it one night and they were like, she, he came, she came to him after, at like after notes and was like, in that moment, she's not in the correct story. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like, I guess. Yeah. And she was like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing here? I'm in the wrong story. And he was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah. So. So we get any moment. And it's it's just this like, it's this weird, Bobby Hall, please explain it. In my head, any moment is important because we just discussed the threat of morality like mortality and like how quickly one can die and that it has to be on the forefront of the baker's wife mind at this conversation but to the uh to cinderella's prince this is like i have i who can have anything would prefer to have pleasures in my final moments. And that's like such a, you know, that's a position of privilege. And like, that is a discussion of like, if you don't suffer from negative consequences of whatever, then you're going to be like, well, how can I enjoy this moment? And that's what this is. And it's, it's a subtle, um, it's the only moment where Cinderella's Prince is really, subtle and it's not necessarily like even the most subtle but it's like you i you should have sex with me because god only knows what might happen okay so while that's happening the baker runs into uh, cinderella and she's at her grave uh, her her mother's grave and she's like my my mother's grave is destroyed because of the giant and he's like come with me okay so Cut back to the prince and the baker's wife have sex. They have they have sex, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta go." And she goes, "Am I ever gonna see you again?" And he's like, "Let this moment be the moment that it was, and enjoy the moment for what we had." Every fuck boy ever, and she goes, "This is like the the this is moment of the show. This is." I know it's your favorite because if I have not heard Bobby Hall say a thousand times, I love a nuanced moments in the woods, then I don't know what is true to his life. Um, Mm. She goes, what was that? Was that me? Was that him? Did a prince really kiss me and kiss me and kiss me? And did I kiss him back? She's like, was that me? Was that me who did that? Right, right. Like, was I involved too much that I insinuated that this should happen? Was it wrong? Am I mad? Was that all? Did he miss me? 
Was he? Was he suddenly getting bored with me? Wake up! Stop dreaming! Stop prancing about and we go back the ones. It's not. This is the original the theme, right? What is it about the ones? Back to luck. Back to sense. Back to child. Back to husband. You can't live in the ones. Like what I'm experiencing right now is not true. Like there's a life that I have to leave. Like like there mm-hmm. there is there is um there is a um expectation of who I'm supposed to be. Right. Yes, and th- that 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 is a big element, and like as you like it, which is my favorite Shakespeare. Um, but as you like it is like if versus court versus woods, and like who am I in the court versus who am I in the woods? And in the woods, I am I could experience pleasures, yeah. let's say, like this. But at home, I'm supposed to be the perfect mother. There are vows, there are ties, there are needs, there are standards, there are shouldn'ts and shuns. Here we go. Here's the real question. Why not both instead? That's the answer if you're clever. Have a child for warmth and a baker for bread and a prince for... Whatever. Never. It's these woods. It's the woods that's doing this to me. That's not me who's doing it. It's the woods who's doing it. Right. If I could have everything, I would, but I would never think that. Face the facts. Find the boy. Join the group. Stop the giant. Just get out of these ones. Was that him? Yes. Go ahead. um, I was going to say, when I talked about this in college, this was the song I got to... um, direct right like this couldn't have no wonder you love it so much well i also fought for it and so this director who hated me i was like no i promise i understand this song um and so we were doing like a lot of extra shit right in the show and so i was obsessed with the 2012 i'm gonna guess revival of vita and in that moment uh, in that revival of Evita, they added You Must Love Me, which is the song that they wrote for Madonna in the Evita revival. Uh-huh. I promise this has a point. This has a point. Um, but in an interview, Elena Roger said, if you can take a moment in a moment of a show that's way too big uh-huh. and you make it really simple, it stands out. And I said, This is to it. To the actress who played Baker's wife, I said, There's so much going on. What if. As an audience, we were able to just look at you for the first time Stop. as the only person who can be honest with themselves. Because that is really the flaw of Into the Woods is so many characters are like, I'm not doing something wrong. Yeah. And Into the Woods and the Baker's Wife can be like, okay, I enjoyed that. Stop. If I could have, if I could have everything... What would I do? Oh my gosh, Bobby Hall! Right, right. But that's the point. Is like she is smart enough. She's the only character smart enough to look at herself as a villain and yeah. be like, "If I could cheat on my husband every day, I would, because then I could have everything." Yeah. But does that make me, you know, 
does that what does that mean about me as a person and that's what this whole song is about yeah. and so there's so many if you break down like a Shakespeare monologue yeah. you're like supposed to highlight verbs right and she's like find the boy face the facts join the group yeah. stop and there's so many verbs so it's like she has to push herself forward but she doesn't want to because she's acknowledging and then it builds to like the best lyric okay. ever which is yes so she goes just a moment one peculiar passing moment must it all be either less or more either plain or grand <gasps> is it always or is it never and that's what woods are for for these moments in the wood oh if life were made of moments even now and then a even now and then a bad one but if Bad one. thank you, but Sorry. if life were only moments, then then you never know you had one. First, of- and she's like, I'm too smart to agree to ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I I have to experience life for what it is. So we're gonna cut to my favorite part of the story or the song. She goes, Yeah, let the moment go. Don't don't forget it for a moment. Oh, just remember when you've had an and when you're back to your back to or makes the or mean more than it did before. And now I understand. And it's time to leave the wood. Okay, that's mm. what Joanna Gleason does. Written and yeah. it's like. Now I understand, understand. and it's time to it's leave time the wood. But, 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 go ahead. Also, you know what I mean? Like, this could be your moment to belt, or this could be your moment to understand Reflect. that your life, this is your moment where you realize you can't have it all. Yeah. Because we can't. Yeah. We as humans cannot have everything we want. And like, that is... He, you, you have a husband who doesn't want the child that you just went through like this crazy thing to have and like even when you have it like he doesn't want it so much so that the child can sense that and when he holds it it cries yeah okay so we have, we have to move on i know i know but this is the best musical it, it is my time. favorite so, song like, in the I entire feel... show it's my favorite song in the absolutely. entire show absolutely um so the baker's wife, she starts to head back to her, her husband, and we hear footsteps from the... Yeah, she gets kind of lost. Yeah. She's like, wait, I don't know where I am. And then we hear footsteps from the giant, and then she is killed by the giant because she kind of, like, falls... She falls into her the giant's... The path mm. of the giant. Mm. Okay. So, the W. What's W? The witch. Well, thank you. The witch returns. Oh, the witch returns with Jack. She's like, I fucking have him. And she's like, I found him, so we're good. And the and Jack has the baker's wife's scarf. And the baker says, What the fuck? Why do you have that? And he goes, I'm so sorry. Your wife is dead. I buried her in a footprint. 
Tell me that's not Jack trying to be the sweetest boy. He was like, you know what? I saw this woman and I felt like I needed, I did what I needed to do. I still had respect for her enough yeah. to know that I need to bury her. Ab- yeah, absolutely. 100%. That to me, that's one of those lines that like, if you are Jack and you don't deliver that line correctly, I'll give you notes on it for like six months. Yeah. So the baker, the the, the wife is like, let's give the, let's give Jack to the giant. And the baker goes, my wife is dead. She goes, everybody is. We can't focus oh, on I'm your sorry. one person. Yeah, Megan. Sorry. Where's Megan? From The View. What is that? Okay. <laughs> okay, but okay, Bobby. They're like, we, wake up. People are dying all around you. It's because of you. There's a giant in our midst and my wife is dead. Okay, ma'am. This is the Your Fault song. Everybody in the world is trying to blame everybody else. This is what this is American white politics is. This is this is like, it's not my fault. It's your... And if, as long as you can find someone to blame, it's fine. But this song is amazing. And like, because it builds up to such a slow tempo song. It's such a train wreck into, like, who gives a shit? But it isn't Am my I fault. Right? I was given those beans. You persuaded me to try to raid the cow for beans. And without those beans, there would be no stock to get up to the giant in the first place. Wait a minute, baby. Wait a minute. Beans. Magic beans were a cow so old. I had to sell a lot of sell it, which you told were the worthless beans. Were they oversold? And Tulsa persuaded you to steal that gold. See, so it's your fault. fault. No, no so it's your fault. fault. No. Okay. So and, it's like, literally- when the music rehearsals for this song specifically are, like, if you don't know every single person's line you can't sing this song yes so it's literally like it's your fault it's my fault it's your fault it's my fault it's my fault it's your fault so we finally get to you know who we can blame the person that we thought was the villain the entire time the witch obviously like and if you hadn't, yes, if she hadn't raised the beans in the first place, it's your fault. You're responsible. You're the one to blame. It's your fault. Yes. So it's literally, it, it, yes, literally. And she goes, they all corner the witch and they're like, so it's your fault. And she's like, shh. Oh, she said, you want to have a secret? She goes, do you want a show-stopping number? Do you want a secret? She said, do you want a Tony nomination? <laughs> you won't win, but you can have it. She goes, it's the last midnight. It's the last wish. It's the last midnight. Soon it will be boom, squish. Told a little lie. Stole a little gold. Book a little vow, did you? Okay, ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am, she goes, you're so nice. You're not good. You're not bad. You're just nice. I'm not good. I'm not nice. I'm just right. I'm the witch. You're the world. Ma'am, she goes, and we... She goes, fuck you. Fuck what you think. There is truth. There are facts. And what I'm mm. doing is spitting the facts. And you don't have to yeah. like them, but I'm right. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is right. You don't have to like what I'm saying. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. And you can you can want to see it from a positive point of view, but that doesn't matter because what I'm saying but is you right. you are 
fooling yourself. Yes. You, and we've all seen the Bettina Miller video <gasps> on, on, where she goes, I'm the witch. You're the world. And it's, it's such an interesting take of it because it, it, you know, this song can go a million ways. Like we are really condemning these protagonists to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, by implying that they are on a witch hunt. And Literally. That they are a literal witch hunt to find any reason that they are not guilty. I mean, that's, that's some juicy shit. Yeah. Like, see what I mean? Like, this song is, gives you like, mm, juicy shit. So she literally goes, all right, mother. Okay. I'm sorry. She goes, well, it's the last midnight. It's the last verse. Now, before it's past midnight, I'm leaving you my last curse. I'm leaving you that alone. Is, that is, yes, go that's ahead. the line to me because, because, right? In her, the witch's mind, right? She's the only person in control. Yeah. Right. If we, if we examine this from the witch's perspective, this is, sorry, this is me being nuts. No, go ahead. Um, I'm leaving you my last curse. I'm leaving you alone. Yeah. That is the last curse is that you are so inept. You don't even know how to function in society. Like, yeah. that's what she's saying to them. And like, that's my take of it. Like, is like, I'm leaving you alone. You can tend the garden. It's yours. Separate and alone. Like, everybody down... Because she's throwing beans at this point. Yeah, right? yeah. So she's like, everybody down on the force. But, like, the point is that her last curse is, like, I'm leaving because you are so fucking stupid. Yeah. That if you were left on Earth by yourself, you would die. Okay, Bobby Hall, I have that- a question for you. Okay. So she goes, uh, just uh, punish me the way you did then. Give me claws and a hunch just away from this bunch and the gloom and the doom and the boom. Crunch! Okay, here's my question. Does she get her magic back and disappear? Or does Mother Earth say, fuck you, you fucked up again. I'm just going to swallow you whole. Um, I I think that is a director interpretation. Okay. Um, in my opinion. Okay. Um, the witch's idea of beauty is fake, right? Um, so in my interpretation, where we are set in a sane asylum or whatever, and the witch is a rape victim who is discussing her trauma, um, her transformation is almost next to nothing. She turns around, she feels beautiful, right? Yeah. And therefore she doesn't um, have these fake powers over other. I think that is the witch freeing herself from the choices that others make. Okay. I don't necessarily see it as really anything, okay. but the witch's detachment from the choices of others where she's not going to let others influence her anymore. And she's like, I am, I am officially at a point where I will step away because I have lost everything. Okay. So the witch disappears and everybody goes, maybe we shouldn't have wished for everything. Okay. Yeah, everyone is like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have strayed from the path. Maybe I shouldn't have slain the giant. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have gone to the wall. So the baker said the baker's overcome with grief and he goes, you know what, Cinderella, have my baby. I'm going to go. And the, the mysterious man appears to the baker and the baker goes, I'm sorry, I thought you were dead. And he goes, well, not quite. And they sing no more. 
Bobby Hall, please talk about No More and, and please just keep talking. Uh, no More is a bit of a struggle, right? Because we are two and a half hours into the show. If you think of it, we're like almost the finale. We're, we're running, you know, the gambit of what is acceptable. No More is a song about acceptance. No More is a song about feeling forgotten. Um, if the baker at this point, the baker may or may not have the audience on their side at this point, but the, if the baker has done his job as an actor, um, hopefully the audience is in a receptive state to understand that the baker needs closure. And someone recently in my life told me like closure is just the, um, closure is like seeing, uh, is hearing verbally what someone has already shown you with actions. Um, and through this, um, the baker, uh, takes the high notes and <laughs> expresses, um, the baker expresses a concern of like, don't, you don't get to do things anymore. Like, no more questions, please. Like, no more tests. I'm telling you what you are. And the baker's father, which is the mysterious man, um, is like, we disappear. We die. Da, 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 da. And it's so, um, I think specifically methodical in the, uh, musicality of it. Uh huh. Um, that, uh, the baker understands that, like, to an extent, you were not acting out of impulse, but yeah. just like of creation. And like, you know, the question is, do we harm our children more than we help them when we become an iron fist of ruling? Right. Yeah. Okay. And the baker and the baker stepfather understand like running away in this moment would be the baker's father yeah. mysterious man um establishes to the baker like if you were to leave your child in this moment you are no better than i am right and i understand why you are trying to run but if you run in this moment then it's not yeah. it. it's it's not it yeah. so what can you do to be better than me so Cut to the the baker returns, and he's like, "Get uh, the Nemihem, you know what? I'm I'm back. I have a plan." And the birds come and talk to Cinder. The birds come down and they talk to Cinderella. Iconic. And she's like, "Hey, I don't have time for that. How do you can? They're they're tweeting and chirping and and a squawking and a rocking. Well, they're 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 saying your your husband, your husband was you. unfaithful." And he fucked the baker's wife. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have time she's for like, that. How do we, what, how do we help? Mm. And so <laughs> Little Red goes, you can talk to birds. Iconic. I, literally that, iconic. That line delivery is, in, yeah, is iconic. And so they, she, Cinderella says, they will blind the giant and, um, and then we can, we can like stop her. And so they say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll spread pitch everywhere so that the giant will be stuck. And then the birds will blind her and then we'll hit her with rocks and then she'll die. She'll fall and she'll die. 
Twins. This is another like let's feed the ingredients to Milky White moment of the show where we're like, right, can right, we right. push fast forward? So they leave, and Cinderella stays with the baby. The prince comes in and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she comes him, she confronts him about his infidelity, and he goes, "I was raised to be charming, not sincere." And she goes, "Go, just tell tell everybody I was a victim of the giant." And he goes, "Is that what you want?" And she goes, "Um, my father's house was a nightmare." Yours was a dream. Now I want something in between. A line that has haunted Sopranos, honestly, since day one. Because it is such, it's almost a rhyme. It's like a slant rhyme. And so they're like, do I deliver it as a rhyme? Like, I'm with them. I'm struggling just as much as the next person of like, how do you deliver that line? Yeah. In a non-sing-songy way. Right. So, so Little Red comes back and she goes, hey, my grandmother is dead. Uh, so I, I guess I'm with you now. Here is one of my favorite songs in the whole show. No one is alone. Oh. Cinderella says. Incredible. Mother cannot guide you. Now you're on your own. Only me beside you. Still you're not alone. No one is alone. Truly no one is alone. Oh, here we go. Here's the real meat. The meat of this song. Oh, I'm going to cry. Maybe I'll cry, maybe I won't. She goes, sometimes people leave you. Halfway through the woods. (sighs) Others may deceive you. You decide what's good. You decide alone. But no one is alone. And Little Red says, I wish. And Cinderella says, I know. I know. Mother isn't here now. Oh, wait. Okay, so cut to Jack. Yeah, cut to. Sorry, I'm sorry. Jack, I'm sorry. I wrote this down. Jack and Jack, the Baker earned Jack the being off stage in Act 2 really fucks him up because he missed a lot of plot. And so, nice. Do another shot. Um, But he looks at the Baker and he's like, hold up. The steward killed my mom? Yeah. And he's like, and the Baker's like, yeah, but your mom was pissing off the giant. Like, we all would have died. And he's like... Then I guess I have to kill the steward, right? And he's like, and he's fine, like, do it. He goes, no, wait, don't do that. And so yeah. we cut to, mother isn't here now. Wrong things, wrong things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's Nothing's good? quite so clear now. Do things, fight things. Phil, you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. alone. Believe and me. And then there's like that weird harmony. Yeah, and she goes... You were okay, so she truly you move just a finger, say the slightest word, something's bound to linger. Oh mm-hmm. be heard, no one acts alone, careful, no one is alone. People make mistakes, fathers, Which mothers, is- people make mistakes. Holding to their thinking, wait, honor their mistakes. So she goes, you decide what's right. You decide what's wrong. 
Wait, this is this is this is later in the song. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're singing in a mic. I'm sorry. Hello? Just remember, someone is mm-hmm. on your. Okay, this is so important. This Our is time. this is the song. This is the song. This is the actual song. Right, because we have we have Little Red and Cinderella sitting on the ground. Yeah, right. Like and in Jack every production, and, and, the and then like the Jack and the baker are in the tree. So we're watching. A young woman and a young man and an older woman and an older man. Try to depart wisdom of, like, what the world is. Right. Because we just watched a bunch of people fuck up. Yeah. Right. For two hours. Two and a half hours. And the older people say, someone is on your side. Our side. Okay. This is so important. Someone else is not. While we're mm. seeing our side, our side, maybe we forgot they are not alone. No one is alone, right? Oh my gosh! And, you know we're we're going to like uh, we microcosm to macrocosm. Like we are going from like this is. You know, the the giant doesn't see themselves as a villain because the giant is trying to get revenge. And yeah. The witch doesn't see them. And we're saying that through song, right? Like, we're saying, like, there's a difference in between, um, like, a personal victimhood versus, like, general destruction. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So... <laughs> so the giant comes out and says, "Hey, where the fuck is everyone?" Excuse me. That's what the giant says. Yes, she goes, "Where the fuck where is the Jack?" Fuck is Jack? <laughs> and they're like, "He's in the steeple tower." <laughs> yes, and she goes, "All right, peace." And so yeah, she's like, "That's enough for me." Yeah, Thank yeah, you. peace out, a town down. And so uh. <laughs> The, the giant goes, she gets killed. The giant is slain. They slay the giant. Yay, the giant is slain. Okay. I bet you weren't expecting a fourth midnight song. <laughs> Wig. Okay. So, the, so, okay. Hush. Cindy, okay. Hush. Shut up. Little Red and Jack, they're like, hey, we need to be together now. But oh, I we're skipping the fourth midnight song. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't. It's not. It's not here. Everyone, everyone comes out and sings the opposite of the lessons they learned in the first and second midnight. So, like the slotted spoon can catch the potato. Okay, that's part of the finale. Okay, so. Okay. Okay. okay so. Sorry. If I'm jumping, if you want to say a couple lines, like live your. Dream. Anyway, so they kill the they kill the giant and and. Jack and Little Red decide to move in with the baker, and this and and Cinderella decides to move in too. And she goes, "I actually like cleaning sometimes." Okay, so he goes, "I don't know what to do with my baby," and the ghost of the baker's wife comes out and she goes, "Hey, just just tell our story," and she goes, "Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful." She goes, "Here's." Sometimes people leave you halfway through the woods. Don't let it grieve you. No one leaves for good. You are not alone. No one is alone. And he goes, once upon a time in a far off kingdom, 
that a young maiden starts on a story. Right? And so nice. the witch, the witch comes out and she goes, careful the things you say, children will listen. Careful the things you do, children will see and learn. Children we may not obey, but children will listen. Children right. will look to you for which way to turn, to learn what to be. be. Yes. Careful the wish you make. Wishes are children. Careful the path they take. Wishes come true. Ding. Not free. The witch says, careful the tell you tell, that is the spell. Children will listen. Nice. Oh, thank you, Bobby Hall. Whenever you say something, I know it's true. So. I mean, that was the correct note. So yes, I was thank happy. you. So. Children will listen. So everybody is like, hey, guess what? You can't. Those fearful, those sleeping, those dark, they may lose the path they make in our wolves. Yeah. I'm always the second group, so I've never actually seen the first group. Into the before. woods, you have to drope, but that's the way you have to cope. Into the woods, the that's the way you learn to cope, yeah. To find there's hope of getting through the journey. Into the woods, each time you go, there's much to learn of what you know. Into the woods, but not too slow. Into the woods, it's Isn't nearing it? midnight. Into the woods to mind the wolf, to heed the witch, to honor the light, to mind, to heed, to, to find, to think, to teach, to join, to go to the festival. Into the woods, into the woods, into the woods and out of the woods. And happy ever after. And then Cinderella goes, I wish. Man, um. that's it. That's into the woods. I mean, and that is into the woods because even at the end of a three and a half hour musical, the main character is still like, mm, I wish. That was my favorite part of the whole show was when she came out at the end and goes, I wish. And I'm like, ma'am, did you not learn your lesson? She didn't. That's the point. Well, yes. Okay. So Bobby Hall. I have, I have a question for you. Okay. Did you have fun? I had fun doing this. I'm so mad I spilled that one drink because it just made me feel like... Mm. It's okay. But you had fun in general. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bobby Hall, I could not imagine doing this episode with anybody else. That means a lot because this show, much to the detriment of my mother, of me being like constantly like insisting that we don't delete it from the DVR. Yeah. And she's like, it's taking up three and a half hours. I was like, I understand, but this is that I want to watch this when I want to watch this. Yeah. Um, because we didn't, we didn't have Netflix because we were so poor. Um, but, um, I mean, this show just, it has such juicy parts. Unfortunately. Yeah. 
the audience has to suffer for an hour and a half to get to them. I will say the first time I ever watched the professional recording of the original cast, I called the entire plot after the first song. And my friends were so mad at me. Well, I mean, I mean, did you, do you mean like you called act two? Yeah. I don't believe that. I well, I don't remember any of that. Anyway, anyway, you had fun, right? I had fun. Do you have anything to plug? Um, I will plug a couple Twitch channels. Go ahead. Um, if you want to follow Lady underscore underscore L E L L E, um, that is my Twitch channel as well as Twitch TV slash Fandom Encounters. That's where I play D and D. Um, in a Percy Jackson themed campaign. Um, that is a lot of fun. Um, I've never played, I don't know anything about Percy Jackson. So being in that campaign was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I support your local library. Please get a library card and <laughs> rent out books. Um, anything else? And, um, as far as plugging, I mean, I don't know. That's it, really. Okay, so I'm going to sign off now. Are you ready to sign off? You had fun? I I had fun. Okay, so like a drunk person, I'm sorry, like a person who is drunk too much, in the end of every show, it is time to black out.